With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Yo! What's up, buddies? What's up to you? How are ya? Listen to you. Listen to you. Listen to you. <laughs> listen to you. No, listen to you. You're out of here. It's Cavino <laughs> and Rich. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Listen to both of you. 99 on Fox. Listen to Spot. Hey, what's up, Spotty? What's up, world? Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Maybe you heard of us. Maybe you heard us filling in for Dan Patrick earlier this week. Cha-ching. If not, not, uh, hey, you're here with us today. Uh, Danny G's hanging out. DeSager on the update. Ramos running the boards. And, uh, man, it's like another week without football. Like, what the heck do you do on Sundays? Hey, by the way, Rich, um, I'm not worried about football right now. I'm worried about my pay rate. When we fill in for Dan Patrick, do we get Dan Patrick money or just? No, that's our- not how it works. Oh, that's how, that's how, Seriously, yeah. Danny G, you didn't have to laugh out loud. <laughs> that's weak, man. Yo, honestly, my girlfriend asked me that. I'm like, you joking me? Yeah. She's like, do you get extra? I'm like, yeah, extra, like high fives. Yeah, it's like when a minor leaguer spot starts for Max Scherzer. Yeah, you get Scherzer money, right? I got, yeah. a, I got an extra side of meatballs. That's about it. Extra. An extra pack of gum. You got a coconut donut. No. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the coconut donut. A half a donut that was left in the lobby. We split that. It was left in the kitchen. I got nothing, but what a great week. Honestly, you know, it's old hat, Rich. We've done this for a million years, but what's your what, What's your oldest hat? A Dave Rigetti dirty Yankees hat from when you were a kid? No, that sweat-stained John Wetland 1996. <laughs> that Brett Favre hat. That that old hat. We've been doing this a long time, but yeah. you know, filling in for Dan Patrick. I look at this like, man, good week, fun week. We've been busy. We filled in for Gottlieb, Dan Patrick, and here we are mm-hmm. on our own shift. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Sunday. If you have anything to say, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We have lots of nonsense to get into. Not the a worldwide shift. Worldwide leaders of nonsense. Not a shift, Cavino. You don't work at a factory. No, nah, it's a shift. No one's ever told hey, you that in radio. Work is work. You do a show, Cavino. I don't care. It's okay. a shift to me. I love what I do, but it's still work. All right. Well, um, I wanted to ask you because you said you are a guy that's been doing radio for a long time. Sports radio, 
rock radio. Kavino's the type of guy, much like me, you've made your rounds over the last 10, 20 plus years doing yeah. radio, broadcasting, TV, radio. Are you the type of guy? I'm the type of guy. LL Cool J style. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Are you the type of guy that saves ticket stubs? And I ask, you, I ask you that because as I'm prepping for today's Fox Sports radio show, and you know, there's not really much going on. Honestly, if you're I, the type of guy that doesn't, I'm not your friend. Here's the thing. I have, a, I have a theory on this, and I'll tell you where I'm going because there's a a new world record for the most expensive ticket stub that was sold in an auction. But you are the guy. Like if you go see Yankees Angels on a Tuesday night, you're keeping that ticket stub. I've learned a lot of lessons throughout life, right? One of them is never trust things, a big button a smile. Never trust a big button a smile. <laughs> Bell Biff DeVoe taught that me that. That girl is poison. They were so right about that, too. You know, back in the day, <laughs> it didn't really matter to me. Now I look back and I'm like, they were so right. So right. Never trust a big button a smile. What, what other lessons have you learned? But, uh, Papa Roach taught me that the things you own, own you. And we learned that in I was Fight Club. That I was absent that day. You were absent. Yeah. Fight Club. You know, the things you own, owned you. Yeah. It's true. And I learned that later on in life. So, you know, I used to keep everything. I really did. I used to keep everything because it meant a lot. I put all this value on nonsense and memorabilia and collectibles and autographs, things that amount to nothing. Dust collectors, really. I mean, I went to your house yesterday and I helped you carry a probably 500-pound CD case. <laughs> because, because, hold on, though. I mean, out of context, you're right. Who has CDs? I'm a guy who built his career in radio and music, right? Yeah. I, I ended up on sports radio, but I built my career in rock radio and in music, and I'm a big music lover as much as I love sports. So yeah. I'm not getting rid of uh, that. No, I get it. You, you kept it in your storage area, right. but you, but yeah, you said, it. well, most of these are autographed, and I, I get that. But Danny G, you're a guy that's worked in sports radio, all types of radio and broadcasting. Do you, if let's say you're covering the uh, Mayweather fight five years ago, and they give you the laminate with the little chain around your neck, and it's like Danny G credential, do you keep that or throw that crap out? I would save that. I have all those. I Danny would. G. I would save those. But how how long has it been now that we've been using digital tickets right. at events? So that is, I don't like that. That it, by the way, Danny G is one of the angles I was going to go up because I think it has to be at least the last five, almost ten years where. It ruins well, if it I was li- When I was living in New York and I was printing out Met tickets to go, you know, see the Mets and the Phillies on a Thursday night, you're printing out a piece of paper. It's not a stub. It, like, you're going to keep the sheet of paper? And now you just scan a QR code. Exactly. So Now you're just, uh, you know, keeping a bunch of sheet yeah. for no reason. Yeah. So well here's played. my... You like that? Well played. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. It's a good one. No need to uh, hit the button on me. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. So <laughs> I keep the lanyards, the laminates, the credentials, no doubt, no diggity. Again, I've been doing radio since the late 90s, right? Don't age yourself. Ah, it's the truth. I'm not trying to impress anybody. It's the truth. It's not bragging if it's true. You're showing credibility. Yeah. I have every laminate till this day. Same. Deontay Wilder style. Ramos, till this day. <laughs> till this day. Till this Can't day. I have, wait. <laughs> I have every laminate from every Can't event wait. I work, every wait. event I went to. I have every ticket stub. I don't have like movie. I have like movie stubs from like maybe a first date or like the first time I took my daughter to see a movie. I went to go see Father of the Bride no, with my junior no, no, high school no, no, girlfriend. You no. have that? Like- Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is concert tickets, concerts, events. Yeah. In, in other words, events. Okay. Concert tickets, ball games. 
and credentials if I have them. And room keys. Them. Room keys. Oh, I used to keep I room keys. I don't do that anymore, Danny. But oh, if you stay thing. at a fancy hotel, you got to take the the room key and put it somewhere in your crib. I. You know what? It, it what about a Holiday Inn Express? Does that count? <laughs> no, that does not count. Spot. I have a ton of those. Here's where I think Rich is heading. That stuff doesn't mean diddly squat to Rich. And I got to be honest, it it baffles and boggles me because you know you live once and. You know, those are the one prideful thing that I said. Like like I said, I learned my lessons. I don't have anything but those things I, to, to like, hey, show my kid or show somebody. Look at all the things I've done. That's the only thing I have are those stupid credentials and those stupid ticket stubs. And I'll tell you I what. Think, I, I think part of uh, what I'm trying to get at here is the ticket stub is a thing of the past. People print out a ticket on a piece of office printer paper, mm-hmm. or as Spot pointed out, you scan it, you get a QR code on your phone. You, you open up the little wallet on your iPhone, and it, it's it's there, but it's, it's it's nothing memorable about it. So I'm, I'm going to say that that has replaced the importance and novelty of a ticket stub the same way no one wants an autograph anymore. People okay. want a selfie. If you meet Aaron Rodgers and he's crying at a coffee shop over Shailene Woodley, you don't want Aaron Rodgers to sign your Starbucks napkin. You want Aaron Rodgers to turn around and give you a quick little selfie. Right. Okay. I, I'm not going to so, debate that. I, I'm You're saying right. It's a it's, changing it's, world. It's lost its luster a little bit, uh, but I still keep those, thing, those things to commemorate the moment, if I could, if I have the stub, if I have a credential. Um but it's sort of a weak analogy. But every time we talk about the um, the death of a of a loved one, people always say you take their clothes and you make a quilt, <laughs> right? They always yeah. say that. People always say that. Take their shirts, you make a quilt, make a quilt out of them. And I've seen them and they're nice. But people always say that. So I'm here to give you a, a different sort of take on that. I saw one of our bosses do this, and it was the one time. And I hated this guy. Total d bag. You can say that. Okay. Yeah, no, he yeah, I don't totally know. was, uh, and it is. <laughs> really pushing the limits. Um, but the one thing I was envious of is he took all of his like favorite ticket stubs and put them in some sort of crazy collage and had them printed out. Into and it a, looked, yeah, it looked so dope. Be, he it turned it office. into like a printed poster. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah. So you know, I know on you campus. don't put a lot of value on them, Rich, but if you're able to, you know, get your best ones, like mine go, like my my special ones would be like. When the Yankees really hit their heyday and their prime and started winning in the 90s, I had all the first, like my first playoff game that mattered as a young adult, right? I have all those ticket stubs. You take your Metallica, your, you know, your your Nirvana ticket stubs, your Alice in Chains. Kenny your, Rogers. Your Kenny Rogers. <laughs> whatever it is, right? Whatever game. Oh, man, I saw LeBron play that day. Oh, Nets and Cavaliers. Yeah. You know, you, you put them together. You print out some sort of poster size collage, put it up in your man cave or your office. That, now, that's a good now, idea. See, that's what I'm talking about. So there's still I'll, I'll value you there. It looks cool, man. It looked really cool when I saw it. And I and I made a little mental note, Rich, like, yeah, one day, that's why I kept them, so I could do something like that. Well, I'll give you this. There's a reason I bring it up. I, I didn't bring it up just to be like, yo, Kavino, tell me about your ticket stubs. Uh, there was an auction, and records were broken. And I'd play a little guessing game. But you're probably not in the mood. No, I am. Let's okay. do it. Okay, all right. What I love a good guessing game. What athlete? What athlete? There's two ticket stubs that sold for an exorbitant amount of money. It was two different players' debuts, different sports. Who do you think has the fan base or the history where their first appearance, that ticket stub, is worth something? Because there was an auction and both 
of these tickets. Gotta be Jordan, one of them. Babe no. Ruth. Babe Ruth and Jordan. Onus Wagner. I'll give you the Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan's 1984 debut ticket fetched $468,000 at an auction. Just the what? ticket stub. 468 for the stub? 468 for the Jordan 84. That's it, though? First game in the what? NBA. I thought it'd be worth more than that. I mean, keep in mind, there was like probably 20,000 people on hand. It's just Jordan. who kept that stub? Maybe you, you, you didn't know the people, significance? No, I think a lot of people kept it. That's why the value's not so high. Danny G, let me ask you. What would you do? And this has happened to me as well. I've been on my way out of a playoff game or a cool event. And there's people that are like, yo, I'll give you 20 bucks for your stub because they try to make like montages or like, yeah. you know, like, out of here. Then get out of here. Beat it. Yeah. yeah. Beat it. I'm not giving you my stub. <laughs> All right. 20 bucks stub. Yeah, out of here, kid. I, I, I've been to a Super Bowl. I'm, I, you know, I'm very lucky enough that I've been to a Super Bowl. You leave the Super Bowl, everyone's like, yo, 50 bucks for your stub because they probably put together plaques and. Yep. And memorabilia with those stubs. Like, hey, it's a Stafford jersey with a ticket stub and a, you know. I was at the Metallica live performance, which happened in the Oakland Alameda parking lot before the Raiders AFC championship nice. win. And best football game of my life. On the way out, a guy offered me $100 for the stub. And I said no. Yeah, wow. kept it. Wow. So that is one stub I still have. Yeah. Spot, you went, to the, you went to the last play at Shea. Billy I Joel did. and Paul McCartney and every. If someone said... Hey you, beardy guy, and you're like, hey me? No way. I'll give you a hundred. No I'll have you, uh, you. So you still have that stuff for last play? Yeah. Check? It commemorates the moment. All right. So you got There's not one. a lot of things that do that. I mean, you bought a T-shirt from some dude in the street. Like you don't have a lot of things that you hold on okay. to well, from I, that moment. I, so I bring. Up I keep them in, uh, in my Rubbermaid bin in storage. I have them all. I got it all. I, I asked. I you got that. all my lanyards hanging on a all my laminates, my credentials hanging on a hanger in my closet. Yeah, two hangers full. Your girlfriend must love that. Yeah, yeah nice. she must really you know admire what? that. If you want to play along at home, for those of you keeping score at home, I don't know who does that, but uh, they used to say that all the time. Yeah, I know. Uh, Michael K still says that. <laughs> for, for those, those of keeping you keeping score, score at home, home. Uh, if you go to my Instagram at Steve Cavino, yeah. you could. I actually posted a picture of like you know a lot of my the Chili Peppers. Uh, Yankees, Crenos, all you know, all the things that meant something to me, or okay. either I worked it or or I went. So, all right, Michael Jordan. All right, so I, yeah, I told you was one for people just joining us. I brought it up for a reason. Ticket stubs because two. Oh, went, I know two two ticket stubs both went for almost half a million dollars. The first one you got right, which was Jordan's first game in the NBA, four hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars. Like Muhammad Ali's debut. No, I'm no, that's not Muhammad that. Ali like Sunny Liston. I mean, you're not you're, you're you're on the right track as far as generation. Oh, okay. Huh. Very important moment in not only sports history but uh, culture and ri- uh, Roberto Clemente's. No, oh Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson. The ticket stub for his first game when he played in the major leagues, four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Wow, nice. How much for Branch Rickey's hat? Uh, that the, the, the nice the, when he signed the, when he helped him sign the contract when he did the contract that was uh twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm telling you it's uh it's pretty wild that someone held on to that stub and you would think more people did right? I would have thought so. You know, half a million dollars though. You're giving it up. Yeah, I mean we see crazier things, but still. It's just a ticket. Some stub. silly NFT probably <laughs> right. goes for that. Yeah, a silly it's NFT just... of a monkey's head goes for you know, goes for millions. So this is a Jackie Robinson and Michael Jordan first game ever, right? Right. By hey, the way, not bad. And the number three. So this these two surpassed the original one, which was a ticket. The same ticket stub from Jordan's debut for two hundred sixty four thousand. 
but it was a check ticket. So now that's the third most valuable. Oh, so Jordan wait. has two so, of the three top. What do you mean yeah. it was a most, check ticket though? What do you mean? So I assume maybe it was like punched or or wait, so, like so the ripped ones or that something. Sold weren't used. Well, they, they they could be used, but they weren't maybe like ticket like maybe oh. like. You know, maybe they before, punched. before they before it was like some senior. They usually like ri- or they it. ripped them. Maybe back then uh, they ripped them yeah, in half. Yeah, you're probably right. That <laughs> be- before what it before is. it was just some guy with a little bing bing yeah. like a little computer thing. It was probably some old lady that was like you know ripping a ticket. Rich, it's funny you bring this up, man, because and we're gonna get to all your phone calls too. Does it mean anything to you? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Cavino and Rich. And is there one by the way in this generation that? Your foresight might mean something like LeBron's first game in Cleveland. Yeah, one like that you're holding on to. Years ago, I mean, you know, or maybe one, years. even one in the future, maybe you know, like you know, maybe you got you got one that you think is going to have value, but you always hear the stories of, yeah, man, I was rummaging through my uncle's, you know, uh, basement and I found, or my grandma's closet and I found these old cards. You never hear the stories of stubs. Yeah. So maybe the thought wasn't to keep that stuff back then. There's weirder things you could find at Grandma's closet. <laughs> Especially your yeah. old stinky uncles. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what I found in my old stinky uncle's closet. <laughs> all right, we're going to take your, fee- uh, your feedback, your phone calls, all that I don't want to know. Fox Sports Radio. Kevin on Rich, hang tight. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Number one lesson you learned as a young man, huh, Camino? That and the things you own, own you. True. Before I step to me, fly, girl. You know why? Why? Because <laughs> in some portion. All right. Danny G is here. Ramos, Steve DeSager, and of course, Spotty and Cavino and Rich. Yeah, yeah. 877-99 on Fox. Let's get straight to your phone calls. I, I brought up memorabilia, specifically ticket stubs, because I know Cavino's the type of guy that keeps everything and two of the highest pieces of sports memorabilia in the ticket stub world were just sold at an auction. What was it? Four? $168,000 for Michael Jordan's debut game with the Bulls and Jackie Robinson's first game, 480000 Does this show that NFTs, that people are spending all these money on NFTs, that there really are just a fad and people still like the physical product? 
Yeah, maybe generationally. Like buying though, these, mo- I know. buying yeah. these moments. Yeah, that's great and all, but to actually have the the piece from that moment is still getting so much value. I'm with you. And if there's this much value on Jordan's game and Jackie Robinson, you know, I mentioned I was guessing before. You know, I don't know Babe Ruth's debut. Rich gave me a little guessing test on, you know, what was what. And now, if if there's that much value yeah. there, there's ha- there has to be value on other games that we just don't know about. Or other events. I mean, there is not an updated 2022 list, but what I'm seeing just with a simple Google search, because we don't use our brains anymore, but when you Google most valuable sports memorabilia ever sold at an auction, in the top 10, Babe Ruth's contract, just the actual contract, almost a million bucks. You got, uh, let's see, Mark McGuire, 70th home run ball. Last time it went up for auction, $3 million. Onus Wagner's cards are always out of control. You always hear about that. Um, Babe Ruth's 1920 jersey, close to $5 million. So Babe Ruth is going to be on this list. You're right about that. I think my grandpappy has Babe Ruth's uh, Gopaline. Oh, his, one little, of his, old his paper boy hat? Yeah, yeah, one of his old we hats. We should try to sell that. And yeah. uh, Dan hit us up on Twitter. Last week, a, a Kobe card sold for $2 million, known as the best card in existence. $2 million. Damn. All right, let's go to Tom in Arizona. Tom, you are on Fox Sports Radio. Could be known rich. Hey, hey buddy. Tom. Understood these guys who collect uh, collect these things like the elephant man's bones or Napoleon's penis. I don't get it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, Rasputin's. Yeah, Rasputin's. Oh, yeah. I thought it was yeah. No. Please Anyways, say Johnson. Uh, yeah. I, I got a uh, I got a uh, question about the Rams quarterback. Yeah. Uh, if he if he goes on a pace and stays five more years, it'll be like over seventy thousand five hundred touchdowns. Does that get him in the hall with one yeah. ring, or does he have to win the second one? I mean, Jim Plunkett's the only guy to get not get in with two rings, and Eli not up to vote yet. And does he does that get uh, does that get him in with one ring? And also, does Eli get it? Thanks, guys. I'll, I'll hang up. And listen. Ooh, yeah, Eli has a whole other. Yeah, Eli. I think you know why. I'll tell you what. Eli benefits. Eli beating Brady twice gets him in. Period. Eli benefits. You, you you took the words right out of my mouth, Meatloaf. Rest in peace. The fact that he beat Tom Brady twice and Eli Manning beat the undefeated Patriots season, and he's a Manning, and the optics that he's a good dude. I don't know. I think he had Eli, a long and steady career. Eli gets in. I don't, man, Stafford put up those numbers, but a lot of people say it's you know garbage numbers in Detroit. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Speaking of memorabilia, Eli did have that little scandal with memorabilia. Remember, it got swept under the rug. Mm, yeah, Manning's can sweep yeah. things under the rug. Yeah. They like the uh, they like the birds on. I know. Ozark. I, I want they make their lawyer. You know who else had a mem- <laughs> memorabilia scandal? OJ. That yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. O.J. Simpson. Landed his butt in prison finally. I know. Hey, Twitter world. All right, uh, Chris in Iowa. You're on with Kavino and Rich. Hey, hey thanks, guys. Um, I do a little bit of collecting, and, you know, I have some um, cards, or not cards, but ticket stubs from games that I went to, and, you know, the conditions are the conditions aren't great. Um, and I think a lot of stuff on this auction market, it's about what condition it's in. Mm-hmm. Um and how well it's been held up, and whether or not you you kept it for you know for the memory, or whether or not you kept it with the intent to hang on to it. Um, and I also wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot more of this stuff as we go to a more digital world and hard copies of things just become yeah. rare. You know, uh, yes. you can buy old um, old video games. You know. For ridiculous prices, just because you you know there are just not that many out there anymore. Chris is right. Thanks, you, even uh, a guy like me who keeps these things, I have them like in a rubber like you know in a rubber band 
So, because yeah. I kept them for my own little, you know, personal collection. If you want something to have value, you have to get it graded and you know, send it off to be graded and has to be gem mint. Now, listen, when you look at the most expensive sports memorabilia ever, we're looking at a lot of jerseys, boxing gloves, ticket stubs, game-worn things, baseball cards, basketball cards. I'm not going to lie. I- I've said this to you before. If I was balling, like millionaire, billionaire, if I was Dickie Bezos, Jeff Bezos style, I I always say if you're like uh, Dickie DiBiase, yeah, everybody's got a price. <laughs> yeah, if I'm the millionaire, if I'm the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, I want Abe Lincoln's top hat. But all the memorabilia I'd want in the world of sports wouldn't be like that jersey or something. I'd want like the dumb funny things. Like I want Bobby Valentine's mustache when he wore the skies. I would want the bloody sock of Kurt Schilling. I would want the 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 items that have like a really good story behind them because. Man, just having a jersey or a card, that's not the that's the talking piece you would want. Uh, some talking pieces have a story. Like the infamous story of David Wells when he had Babe Ruth's hat. He wore it in a game. Remember when they made, made him, him take, take it off? Yeah, Remember I that? do. So, I mean, you can have a, a nice piece of memorabilia. It still has a story. Like, yo, that's Babe Ruth's hat? No way. And then David Wells wore it in a game? Wow. So, again, talking ticket stubs. They're selling for... A high amount nowadays. I got mine. They mean something to me. How about you? Want to go to uh, Keith? Keith in Jersey. What's up, Keith? Doing. What up? Yeah, I was thinking the first thing right when Brady retired. What I was thinking, if you remember, his last touchdown was to Evans, if I'm not mistaken. And yep. He chucked that ball in the stands. Imagine how much that dude was praying that Brady retires. That means you caught his last football that he ever threw in the NFL. In the NFL, the greatest player to ever play the yeah. sport and let alone the, the the tickets on his first game if i'm not mistaken i think my dad i think my dad may have gone to that i have to double check with him but what do you think about that ball is there any proof about it or because evans threw it in the stand i'm pretty sure that was it that's that, the story no that no i'm pretty sure there's a follow-up i'm gonna look it up spot really? see if you can find i do remember that the, though yeah, last the touchdown same thing. because no one knew at that moment it would be the last touchdown because i don't think evans or anyone was even Thinking guy, about it, the guy put it up for. He's putting it up for auction, right? Uh, then that is the story. It's yeah, not that's the, the it's story. Not the no. bo- it's not the bonehead Danny G midseason. That's like here's the take no, it back. That no, was the he's that, right, was, right that up, was the yeah, that right. was the record breaking touchdown. His last touchdown. Yeah, I don't think anyone was thinking about it in that moment. So yeah, a fan got it, and it's going to be auctioned off. I always. I always go to guy. I, if I call catch a baseball at a game or anything, or I was next to a guy. You uh, you you debate with the guy right there because once you leave the stadium, it's not worth anything. Yeah, you got to get it authenticated. Thank you, buddy. How much does uh, that piece of Evander Holyfield's ear go for? That's that's something I'd want. <laughs> you want that's something you I'd want. want. You want that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't I'll you have? I'll give you four thousand million dollars for it. Don't you have the Mets jersey? Uh, where Benny Agbayani won the hot dog eating contest and I, it had ketchup and mustard on it? No, my friend has that. <laughs> my friend bought it. All right, Michael, wrap this up in Miami, and then we'll get an update from our buddy Steve DeSager. What's up, Mike? Yeah, I, I was listening to uh, some radio station this week, and they actually interviewed the guy who sold the ticket for for the Michael Jordan game. And what they said was, or what he had said was, he had heard about the Jackie Robinson ticket that was being sold, in, or maybe it was the the previous Michael Jordan ticket. It was one of those. And so he knew he had gone to that game, and the reason the ticket was unpunched is because somebody gave him the two tickets, and the other ticket was just unused. He went to the game by himself. Oh, man, Lucky. that's nice. Yeah, we, we had people hit us up saying, yeah, you forget. It's, it's, 
it seems like forever ago, but it's not where you'd go to a game, you'd hand the ticket, they'd rip it. I have a mild They'd rip take, it, they'd though. tear it, or they, or they had like a hole puncher. But yeah, the whole little scanning ticket thing with the uh, computer gun, that's, that's relatively five to ten years. By the way, Brady's uh, last touchdown ball is currently on auction on Leland's. Uh, the current bid is one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Ooh! So, yo, let's all chip in, Fox. If you want to chip in? Let's go. Let's do let's it. Let's do a GoFund. His, yeah. Uh, Ask Dan Patrick. Dan, put hundred k up. We'll do fifteen. Yeah. Let's get it. His first touchdown pass uh, football went for like four hundred and twenty-eight thousand. So, this could fetch maybe around the same, maybe well, a little more. It's cool. But I like your NFT. But theory, there's thirteen though. days left. Let's do it. Tangible items still have value. I like that because I'm old school. I think this will work for both. OS for life. I'm old school, Steve Cavino, but Rich. Mild take. There's something kind of lame. Like, if you're wearing a concert T-shirt of a show you didn't go to, I feel like that's false advertising. So I know what you're saying it would you know be like, I mean? it would like be like if, I, if in my uh, in my office if I had a Game Six '86 World Series and you weren't there. Yeah, I'm, I'm the number one Mets fan, you know, but I wasn't there. I get the value of it. Like if if it's presented mm. and displayed real nice in a plaque and the tickets there and the stuff and you know, but you weren't there. That's kind of weak. You know, so think about that for a minute, and uh, we'll go to Steve DeSager. What up, Steve? Hello. There we go. Hello, gentlemen. We got NBA. Eight games, in fact, on the Sunday schedule. Right now, five minutes to go till halftime at Golden State. Warriors leading 52-44 over Dallas. And a couple teams that don't usually win could each win tonight. Rockets are only trailing 60-59 to against the Clippers mid-third quarter. And the Pistons are winning 70-69 to at Charlotte mid-third quarter. Indiana beat Boston today, 128-107. Utah got a win at Phoenix, 118-114. Suns record now 49-12. They are first place in the Western Conference, five and a half games over Golden State. Philadelphia, winner at New York, 125-109. Triple-double for James Harden, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 16 assists. One week left in the college basketball regular season. Wins today for Houston and Illinois, for UConn. And at Maryland, the Terps beat number 22 Ohio State, 75 to 60 selection Sunday for March Madness only two weeks away Kyle Larson won the NASCAR race in Southern California he is from Northern California he led only 28 of the 200 laps Austin Dillon finished second Tampa Bay Bucks Pro Bowl guard Ali Marpet retired he turns 29 in April but reportedly had concerns about his health Tampa Bay allowed the fewest sacks of any team last year only 23 despite leading the league in dropping back to pass well over 700 times in golf Sepp Strada took the Honda Classic the first piece PGA winner from Austria. Back to you. Welcome back hey, to Vino and Rich. It's Fox Sports Sunday. You have any memorabilia, Steve DeSager? Uh, when you... I was a kid, yeah. What you oh. have? Uh, saving ticket stubs like you were talking about, yeah. You remember who autographed your first baseball, football, basketball? Any, any? Do you remember your first autograph? I do. Uh, Boy, the very first? No. I do remember I got a Raleigh Fingers autograph when I had a broken arm. So he autographed my cast just like my classmates. I want Raleigh Finger uh, mustache trimmings in a Ziploc bag. That, that I, would, to me, that, that is the value. That is the value. value. Yeah. has to have value. Um, but, Bip, uh, Rob, Bip Roberts is my answer. Remember the, the, the he was on the Padres at the time, baseball player from the 90s or 80s, Bip Roberts. Remember on. that name? I, I just looked it up. Uh, Ebbets, uh, Beckett's. Beckett says it's worth negative uh, two dollars. Okay, I, I have to. Pay, <laughs> I have to pay someone. Okay, negative two dollars. <laughs> Do you remember who you're? you're yeah, because when when you think back, right, it was a different time. Yeah, they would sell magazines or publish mm-hmm. 
mailing addresses of our favorite baseball players. Do you remember that? Of course. He, he sounds get, crazy. You could write. You could write to your team and hope that they send you something back. Now, this is very random, but I, I I did this once and I had success. You would have thought I, I'd follow up and do it again, but I never did. I figured guys like Don Mattingly and Dave Winfield were way out of my sort of wheelhouse of getting anything in return. Yeah. So I wrote to Bobby Meacham, who was a utility fielder for the Yankees. <laughs> I but I loved him. him. I remember Bobby Meacham. I, he was my favorite player on the team at the time. I, I rooted for the underdog. I wrote him, Dear Bobby Meacham, you're my favorite Yankee. Love Steve Cavino. Yeah, yeah. And I said, <laughs> no, no. I sent some cards. I love if if you autograph these and, you know, I root for you all the time. Love Steve Cavino. 87 tops with, Let's the, wood, go with the wood border. Yeah, 86, 87. Dude, Sent them all back, autographed with some Yankee, you know, memorabilia, Yankee pen, like all this Yankee stuff. You would have thought I would have said, "Oh wow!" You would have thought I wrote to Steve Balboni after that, but I didn't. Nope. I stopped at Bobby Meacham, but I do have one last question. I'm not even joking. According to Steiner Sports, an autographed Bobby Meacham card from the '80s, <laughs> yeah. twenty-three dollars. No yeah. way! Yeah. I'm surprised. There you I'm go. surprised. You're buying Chipotle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, one, coffee, last, one last question, though. Uh, again, we're talking about ticket stubs because they actually have value. Yeah. The Jordan, Jordan's debut, '84 debut, and Jackie Robinson's yeah. sold for about half a million. Um, if you were to go into your shoebox of, of awesome. Yeah. Wherever you keep your little mementos, what is your greatest ticket stub? Ooh. Or lanyard if you work the event. I mean, we work in the uh, industry. A, a, so. a Super Bowl that I've been to, probably. Probably, probably, probably a value. Super Bowl in like a little plastic sleeve. You a went Super Bowl to Fury ticket. Wilder. You know, that's, I mean, that's, it's a, that's a, a cool one. It's yeah. a massive heavyweight bout, right? And you got the credentials for that. Well, to, to wrap up the memorabilia and the, the swag conversation. I will say this is something you could do. I used, I made fun of my brother for this. My brother did this when he was like a teenager. I don't know why. But if you have a little kid and you want to get some freebies, my brother, we call him Top Jimmy. He's the king. Jimmy mailed, wrote a letter to every single team in Major League Baseball and faked his fandom. Like... Hey, Baltimore Orioles, I'm your biggest fan. Can you please send me some cool stuff? I'm a he little kid. He didn't say he was sick or anything, did he? No, he didn't say no, no. That would have been a little hey, too far. Uh, Kansas City Royals, I'm your biggest fan. Hey, Minnesota Twins, I'm your biggest fan. And no joke, there was a time when I was in high school, my brother was probably a little teenager at the time. Every week, getting a Every package. week they'd be like, yeah, there's a package here. Uh, Jimmy, you got a package from the Pirates. It was such a poser thing to do because he wasn't a fan, but he was like, let me see who writes. Yo, most teams got back to him. Got to respect that hustle, though. Got to respect that. So anyway, guys, hold on to your ticket stubs. You may have a treasure. You don't know. You may have something in a shoebox, a cigar box, you know, in your Rubbermaid bin, in your storage, wherever, in your attic. You may have something of value that you didn't even think anything, you know, anything of it. So cool story. I like it. I like it. Well, today... And this weekend is the 10-year anniversary of one of the greatest sports quotes of all time. We will get to that next and pay tribute to some of the great moments in sport quote history next right here on Cavino and Rich.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Yeah. Top Jimmy! He's the king. And he also Somebody caught the reference. I love it. <laughs> and he also uh, emailed and mailed uh, packages to every MLB team back yeah. in the 90s. Rich's right. brother, Top Jimmy, shouting him out. What up? Kavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. The number, if you want to say what's up. 877-99 on Fox. Whoa, Jimmy! Uh, we're going to get to a bunch of random stuff today. Uh, again, this is the time of the year. Would you say this is the armpit of the sports, uh, especially with no spring training uh, on the horizon? I feel like the armpit is being nice. I was going to use another body part to describe it. <laughs> this, I, before the show, uh, Danny G, I said, uh, I said to you today, I said, today is where personalities must shine. <laughs> yeah, this is where shows like ours really come in handy yeah. on the sports calendar because during – I remember when football season started – I would get calls occasionally with some listeners saying, tell them to get back to the NFL talk. Exactly. Stop clowning around. But then when NFL's over, ah. it's like, I need some guys who are good at clowning around. Right. Yeah. You know what it's now like? I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the analogy. You ever see when the, the teleprompter goes out in a news broadcast and those sure. guys don't know how to think on their feet and they're like, uh... I feel like that's a lot of sports people once football is over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're the guys that can roll if the teleprompter goes out. Yeah, we're well, Covino and Rich. The Thank sports, you guys. Uh, the sports prompter went out. In fact, uh, uh, I, I do want to get to the great quotes in sports because it is the anniversary of one of the best. But uh, we'll, we'll touch on this a little more later. But MLB, tomorrow's the day, huh? If they don't come yeah. up with some of the tomorrow, we're looking at a, a, a delay in the start of the season, a reduced schedule. Yeah. And then I wonder... There's no updates. They suspended talks t- until tomorrow. It's a bad so. look for baseball, man. Yeah. Baseball struggles already, you know. So to add this to it, no bueno, yeah. no yeah. bueno. Well, I was also thinking like, it's a silly question, but I've seen no one really answer it. In what increments do they start to postpone or cancel, Danny J? Is it like, it's- all right, we don't have an agreement. Five games off the schedule, or do they immediately be like, hey, listen, no agreement. Uh, well, now we're at one forty games. There's you discrepancy. Know, like- even within the thinking of that. It's because, not day-to-day? No, because the players are saying, hey, whatever we miss, we'll make up. And they're like, no, you won't. And MLB saying, no, you're not. You're not yeah. going to, you know, if you miss a game, you lose the game. But, I mean, they could say, well, we haven't come to an agreement by Monday. We're going to miss games. But that could be, well, now we're going to play 156 instead of 162. And you you miss six games. But it could very well be, Kavino, that right out the gate, they're like, all right, you know what? We're going to push this back, push this. It's a 120-game season. Yeah, and right out the gate, you're, you're losing yeah, 40 games. 120 games no way. could very well be a blessing in disguise for baseball. You don't know, right? I mean, think of the changes that need to be made anyway. We may look back and say, you know what? It's like that that basketball season that started on Christmas. What year was that? 
The best one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Remember? I, we're like, hey, you know what? That was a great season. It, it was just enough. Just the perfect amount. Yeah. 120-something games. Although I want the season to start you know, when it's supposed to start because I'm a fan. It might be what baseball needs. Yeah. I, I you Listen, football is the only sport where people would lose their mind if they lost anything, right? It's like, exactly. you, you want more. It's like, all right, now 17 games. Forget 16. We need 17. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they're like, well, I think 18, Johnson. They're going to figure this out. But baseball, you're right. If they said 120, blessing in disguise possibly for the fan because it means a little more. You know, it's a qu- quicker season, but they're not going to want to. MLB, what, what is the day rate that guys like Garrett Cole and Scherzer will lose like hundreds of thousands of dollars a day? I mean, they'll lose money. Like 248, I think, for Scherzer. Yeah, no. franchises lose money. Again, you know, they think of how many people go to those games. You're talking about canceling 40 games, uh, 42 games. Whew. That's that's twenty one for every team. That's twenty one nights in each stadium of no hot dogs being sold, exactly. no beer being sold, no jerseys and t shirts or anything. So no one's willing very, to give up that money. By the way, that uh, NBA lockout you were talking about, twenty eleven, one hundred and sixty one day lockout started on July first that year, ended on December eighth, twenty eleven. Yeah, so December that season for whatever reason it just. It was. It just felt perfect. Yeah, it was. You know, it was. It was the perfect amount of NBA games. It was just games. the perfect amount. So maybe looking back in retrospect, we'll be like, you know what? That twenty twenty two baseball season was perfect. Yeah. I mean, listen. There's guys on Fox Sports Radio and FS1 that they are honed into the NBA from day one. Like guys like Nick Wright, right? He's a, I, he's talking about the NBA in the middle of the football season. Not that I can't compartmentalize. Which, by the way, the word compartmentalize. You have to compartmentalize. It's the only way to say it. Yeah. Good job. I, Compartmentalize. Somebody Dark. owes you $5. <laughs> so I look at it and say, until football is over, I can't be 100% focused on the NBA. Now is when I feel like you're playing catch-up. Like, all right, let me, re- let me reassess the NBA, where we're at, and who's peaking and where teams are going. So, man, especially with no baseball, a lot of eyes on the NBA, I bet. NBA wins, all for right. sure. Well, I said today is the anniversary. This weekend is the anniversary. The 10-year anniversary. It's our anniversary. Tony, Tony, Tony style? It's our anniversary. Versary. It's the anniversary of one of the greatest sports quotes, I think, of our lifetime. I'm glad you say that, though, because I feel like sometimes you disagree with me just for the fun of it, just for the smell of it. But when Rich and I agree, Cavino and Rich, when we agree, it's fact. Uh, And we agree this is one of the best. You know it, but still underrated. 10 years ago. A guy by the name of Pete Weber said this. Who do you think you are? I am. Who do you think you are? I am. Who do you think you are? I am. And he goes on some crazy rant after that, though. Hey, you thought I couldn't. Ah. (laughs) I don't know. He's like, you know, cursing out his wife or something. (laughs) I see you looking at me. Ah. He never finished a sentence. Yeah, he, he was. He, he just kept just, restarting his thoughts constantly. I'm better than my dad, Dick Weber. I know you love him. He he went on this crazy rant afterward, but that is such a great quote. I don't know what it means, but I think I know what it means. Like, who do you think you are? Whoever you think you are, whatever you think you are, you're not because I am. I don't. I love that. Who do you think you are? Pete like, Weber. so uh, uh, he's saying like, who do you think you are? Like, so you, you think, might think you think you're the man. I am. I am. I'm a man. I'm 40. That's another, another great one. one. Another great one. I another, mean, 
Let's throw them out there. 877-99 on Fox. It was like the you know how the moon landing they had like a, a quote prepared like it's one small step for a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he it came out one was, small step for man. Yeah. I think Pete Weber had something else planned in his mind <laughs> and it just came in the in the heat of the moment came out wrong. No, I think that no. makes no sense. No, I think that was the heat of the moment, no. and that's exactly how it came out. He's like, he's been in his dad's shadow. His dad is the infamous Dick Weber, you know, bowling legend. You think he so, came out wrong? Yeah, no, I don't. And, you know, people are like, yeah, whatever, Pete Weber. You're never going to be Dick Weber. And he wins this tournament. No one expects him to. You know, he was feeling his mustache that day, and he just, you know, everything just exploded perfectly at once. Well, Who do you think whoa. you are? I am. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. Your favorite sports quotes, the best ones. We'll get to them next, right here on Cavino and Rich. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, uh, my teleprompter's out. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Hey, welcome back. We are Covino and Rich on Fox Sports Sunday. We are Covino and Rich with Spotty, Danny G., Ramos, Steve DeSager, Rich's dad is in the building. Man. What's up, Greg? Thanks for hanging out with us. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. It's a uh, one of those days, like we said. No more football. We're you adjusting it the, uh, the armpit of the season. You had a different body part. You were going to say, could, well, not a whole <laughs> lot going on, which means we could have some fun. We could take your phone calls. Yeah. Hope you're having a great weekend. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Hit us up at Covino and Rich. What's up to our people listening on FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeart app, and SXM83. Again, Cavino and Rich, it's a very special anniversary of one of our favorite sayings. We've been doing radio for a long time, and one of our favorite sayings was from Pete Weber. Who do you think you are? I am. Who do you think you are? I am. Well, the thing is, he sort of loses it in the moment, and let's be honest. I mean, think of the setting. It's bowling. Which, by the way, on a total side note, I want to start a team. Anyone here on the west side want to start a team with me? Danny G, what are you doing uh, on Wednesday Wednesday nights? Yeah, I want to start a team, call it Strike Force or something cool like that. You could be Tito Santana. I'll be Tito Santana. You could be, uh, who is it, Rick Martel? Yeah. You could be Rick Martel. The model. Um, Let's go to your phone calls, your feedback, your favorite sports quotes, the Steve Okay, Al Bundy. Uh, the Pete Weber one, just for the just for the record, ten years ago, little timestamp. Feel old yet? Well, I feel like I remember thing, that. Like it's bowling. So for him to be so amped up like that is what makes it stands out stand out even more. But you think about it, he did live in his dad's shadow a little bit. But Pete Weber, PDW, he's the guy, and he let the world know that day. And I love that quote. Who do you think you are? I am. Yo, Ramos, I heard you play the other one before. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. I'm 40. That's Mike Gundy. That's a famous quote. You know what's sad about that? A famous quote. What's sad about that is when I first heard it, I'm like, yeah, he's old. Right. And then you turn 40, and you're like, he's young. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know what the best quote is, though? Look, I don't want to steal the thunder from everyone calling up to say what's up. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. 877-99 on Fox. But I'll never forget when, you know, he's one of my favorite players growing up. 
Reggie Jackson, Mr. October, sort of like, I don't know, something, he just, I don't know what happened to him, but he was like, I must kill the queen. Remember that? I, I, I must kill the queen. <laughs> I must kill the I queen. I must kill the queen. I'll no, never forget that. Honestly, though, before you were probably born, he did say, I'm the stir, I'm the straw Trump. that stirs the drink, which I'm is the a great straw that stirs the drink, which is a great one. Uh, speak, a lot of speaking of the Yankees, there's a book of yogiisms, but my favorite might be baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical. I quote Yogi every day on the show when I say it's getting late early. You know, he had a way about him that he would just say things and they were yogiisms. It's getting late early. It doesn't even make sense, but it does. So we're going to go over some of the greatest quotes. Which one stood out to you as we honor uh, the great Pete Weber? Ten years later. Ten years later uh, on this day. Ben in Missouri, you're hey, on. What's up, Ben? I hate to admit it as a Chiefs fan, but Al Davis, let just win, baby. Al Davis, just win, baby. Um, when he you, had when a you, lot of good drops yeah. in our system. Yeah, like the greatness of the Raiders. Yeah. Ah. Any relation to you, Rich? No. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have, uh, I'm going to get the haircut of his son, though. You should. Yeah. Um, speaking of the NFL, I mean, the one that we – you say it all the time and probably don't even realize how much you say it. Can't wait. Bart Scott. Can't wait. <laughs> Bart Scott, you know can't wait. We actually, here's what happens. Like, you start to make things your own, and you sort of like, I don't want to say you make it better, but when I do it, and when we do it, I'm like, can't wait. But it's really, can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Right. You really emphasize the we can't We really part. emphasize it in a different way. Remember, like, his head was all steamy. He was all, remember that? He's, can't of wait. Course. I love that. Bart Scott. Um, let me give you another one, and then we'll go to John in Chicago. I don't know what made me think of it, but. Do you remember Terrell Owens crying? That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. I remember being like, that's my quarterback? Uh, John in Chicago. What's up, man? Could be known, Rich. It's, uh, second time calling in. Love the show. Thanks, Thanks man, um, man. So you kind of derailed me from my original subject, but you want to go with quote to be having Jerry Jones, Andy. I like the old, uh, I want some more glory hole. Um, <laughs> Wait, anyways, Jones, uh, did Jerry Jones say that or producer spot? I oh, I'm sorry, I might what? have been Jerry Jones. Uh, <laughs> probably, well, probably both of them. But anyways, uh, uh, you guys got me uh, tickled pink. You're sitting here talking about collectibles, man. I was out of town working. I had like uh, I grew up, you know, collecting football cards, NBA cards, and uh, you know, all, all every every baseball cards. I had Ken Gri- Griffey Jr. Rookie card, Troy, you know, Brett Favre, all this stuff. Anyways, I had my my uh, collectibles, uh, my card collection stored up in the attic. And when I was out of town, somebody broke in my house. They they not only went up in the attic, they took a fan, like a, an actual fan that blows air, like you know, just a little box fan. I'm like, dude, I'm surprised they didn't take the the broom and the dustpan. You they know, took everything, huh? Yeah, but um, anyways, uh. I wish Major League Baseball baseball would just get back into it, man. I'm I'm actually looking forward to it now that uh, football is gone. Well, you might have to wait longer than you think. Who knows? Tomorrow's a big day. Um, let's go to Daniel in Phoenix. What's up, Daniel? Hello. Big fan as well, guys. Um, hey, thanks, when you said greatest sports quote, I thought we were talking about practice and Allen Iverson. We're talking about you, practice. You could. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Not I a game. Him. Not a game. We're talking about practice. You know what's funny is you can't even hear practice. Without thinking that. That's what I'm talking about. Like, there's there's a lot of memorable quotes in sports, but some are just like, you hear practice, and you're, 
practice. Yeah. We are talking about practice. Talking about practice. Can't wait. I just came out of the And and uh, Rich, I, I see Rich is queuing one up right out on his uh, Google here. Yeah. That's the same. Like when you hear practice, you think Allen Iverson. But when you hear playoffs, what do you think, Rich? You think Jim Mora? Yes. Like absolutely. playoffs, playoffs. But, but like his voice cracking, his voice cracking, and the like the disgust. Like playoffs, play. Are you kidding? But playoffs those, to me, I mean, two separate quotes, two separate sports. But like one word, and every time I hear that word, or hear, well, I'll I start think, off by saying yeah. this. <laughs> I, I totally think of it. Uh, playoffs. I have one for. <laughs> I have one for you guys. Go ahead, yeah. Danny G. The late great Denny Green. They are who we thought they were, oh, yeah. and we let them off the hook. We are. Yeah, that's a great one. Man, these are, are these are all these are all great. They were. You know, listen. You, Kavino made a great point though. There's certain words. Like if someone says, "I can't wait," you think Bart Scott. Someone says, "Playoffs." You're like, "Playoffs." Playoffs. Uh, practice. Playoffs. Practice. Let's talk about. Playoffs? We talking about me? practice? Yeah, those are honestly because just one word and and you follow up with that. Those those two might be the Some, most yeah. quotable. Well, when something leaves such a cultural impact, like I'll give you a, a a lame example, but when someone says umbrella, someone in the room is thinking Ella, Ella, a a like Rihanna has infiltrated your mind. Like there's there's songs and and athlete quotes. There's a lot of things in pop culture that has infiltrated your brain that you really can't think normal. Come yeah, on. like there's some good great luck. quotes in sports, and and we'll leave those. To like you. if someone says good luck, you don't you just automatically picture Liam Neeson? Good luck. Good luck. When the good person luck. says good yeah, luck but to he Liam, didn't yeah, say when it. the person says it to him, good yeah. luck. Like for example. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's a great quote. And everybody knows, oh, that's Wayne Gretzky. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But people don't necessarily quote that as much as they say, playoffs <laughs> and <laughs> practice. Playoffs? So anyway, uh, the number is 877-99 on Fox. 877-99 on Fox. As we celebrate Pete Wember and his amazing quote, which ones stand out to you? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Ella, Ella, hey, hey, hey. It's in your head, right? Can't say umbrella without the Ella, Ella, Ella. You can't. Are you saying that you can't say umbrella without thinking about Rihanna? It's true. That is Kavino. I'm Rich. Kavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Danny G's here. Spots here. Ramos on the ones and twos. And DeSager's got the update. And you guys. And you ladies. Everybody. At 877-99 on Fox. We're going to go to your phone calls. And then there's a couple little updates in the world of MLB if you're a big baseball fan. Um, 
We'll clear a few of the rumors up. How about that? Yeah, we got uh, the scoop from Scoops Callahan. <laughs> Scoops Callahan yeah. will be chiming in with all the baseball know-how. So going over the greatest quotes in sports, because it's the anniversary of Pete Weber's Who Do You Think You Are? I Am. Who do you think you are? I am. Which is you know, something yeah. I still t- say to this day. Even when I argue with uh, whoever. I say that. I heard you say that to your girlfriend once. I didn't want to sound like an aggressive guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I am. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite ones, Rich, before we go to the phones, 877-99 yeah. on Fox. It's, it's not even that it was that memorable when it happened, but it lives on social media, which, you know, I don't know made it viral somehow. I don't know the blueprint of what and why things go viral, yeah. but when Jim Gray... He's talking to Mike Tyson. He's like, I broke my back. He's like, what do you mean, Mike, you broke your back? <laughs> I broke my back. It's spinal. Like, come on. You know anytime, even like till this day, Deontay Wilder style, till this day, a to very, this day, till this day, till this day, to this day, <laughs> that's a, a very famous quote. That's the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, till this day. To this day. But till this day, anytime you hear someone say something about like my back, someone's going to jump in and be like, I broke my back. I broke my back. <laughs> Spinal. Spinal. Now, I broke my back. When, 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 what, what do you mean, Mike? You broke your back. Uh, spinal. Yeah, come on, bro. That's my ba- no, he says, my back is broken. <laughs> spinal. Yeah. Now, spinal. The crazy part about that is even when that sad story where the girl fell off the stage at the Rams celebration, yeah. and they're like, she broke her back. My first thought was, spinal. spinal. <laughs> like, I, I broke my back. I, I, I had to say it. I thought that. What do you mean you broke your back, Mike? I broke my back. My back is broken. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fight fan. Like I don't think I remember that, but it lives online, and you know, it's become yeah. a, a famous quote. So, we're going to you now. The well, ones that stand out. There's great quotes that maybe don't have the longevity. I'm just thinking of like, remember when Richard Sherman shut down Crabtree? And he's like, "Sorry, ass Crabtree." Remember that? Like in front of Aaron Andrews. And speaking of Aaron no, Andrews, didn't no, Jimmy? No. Didn't did Jimmy he say up? something to Brady? Mob. He says something yeah. to Brady, Richard Oh, you mad, oh, you mad yeah. bro? You, still, you mad, bro? Yeah, you mad, bro? That was his quote, man. You mad, bro, was one? Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you, I'm going to shut it for you real quick. Oh. L-O-B. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, hey, the phones are all Kirk Cousins, you like that? Uh, that was that was the, big. The Kirk Cousins, you like that? Um, the, 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 oh the, man, the, the the super handsome Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember to Aaron Andrews, like, yo, feeling good, baby? I got <laughs> one. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Uh, Marshawn, yeah. You, you know what though? Here, here's the thing. And before we go to the phones, because there's no wrong answer here. We're having fun talking about it. But some of them are quotable when they weren't necessarily meant to be quotable. Like anytime I hear the word struggling, I think of Joe Namath. I think of Joe Namath. Struggling. <laughs> yeah. struggling. I don't care about the team struggling. Struggling. I just, <laughs> I, I want to kiss. I want to kiss. Struggling. I want to kiss. I mean, that's, anytime yeah. I hear strug- struggling. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, it's hilarious. I mean, it's struggling. Struggling. <laughs> struggling. 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 Curtis in Texas. What's up, man? Kavino and Rich. Hey, guys. Yo. Never forget the famous line of sometimes I feel like cutting off my wing by Bruce Jenner. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, JP, uh, yeah, JP. I don't remember saying that one. Uh, JP in Providence, what's up? Camino Rich, so many. 
Al Michaels, you know, you believe in miracles, but since you went Tio Santana and Rick Martel, I got to go The Nature Boy, Rick Flair. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. You know what, man? Whee! You just opened up this conversation into a whole other uh -oh. sort of Don't arena. Do no. Because, do no, because when it comes to wrestling, I mean, there's so many. Randy Savage. Oh, when Randy Savage has does a the million quotable quotes. Oh, yeah, the cream will rise to the top. And he does the 180, 360, 180. Like and Macho Man's legendary. I mean, for, these, yeah. are, these are such famous quotes. They're t shirts, they're yeah. bumper stickers. They're like, they're ingrained in our mind. You know, we, we say these things all the time. You know, that's my takeaway here, Rich, to yeah, be honest. Ric Flair styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Yeah, I mean, Ric Flair has some legendary ones. Uh, let's go to Vegas and Ben. What's up, Ben? Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks, Thanks man. Hey. So one that keeps popping through my, especially in football season, is uh, the great Dan Wilkins. Colorado University says, uh, uh, this is Division One football, baby. This ain't intramurals. Like that. There you go. Uh, Scott and KC. What up, Scott? Well, the first one that I have, two real quick, if, you, if you'll indulge me. Yeah, uh, Jerry Glanville, when he told the uh, – Rep, this is the NFL, so it stands for not for long when you keep making play, <laughs> keep yeah. making calls like that. That was that. awesome. By the way, there's uh thank you, buddy. There are times, Spot made a point where there are times where the quotes come out where like you feel as though they sort of messed up. Like I feel like the Pete Weber that we're celebrating the ten year anniversary of. You really think it's a messed up thing? Now you know who. Like, who do you think you are? Like, you remember when Mel Gibson, that audio of him being a maniac yelling at his ex-wife came out and he's like, you know where I am right now? Like, he, like, he was just saying words. Like, sometimes no, he says, you know right now. <laughs> you've no you've know right now, is what he says. Sometimes people you just know get, right. Do you, do you watch Space Force on Netflix, Steve Carell? I don't. Uh, it's like so dumb. It's like if you like The Office, it's not as good by far, but it's still entertaining. They go to the moon and the... Young African American woman steps on the moon, and she had a whole speech planned out. And she, she what comes out of her mouth? It's great to be black on the moon. <laughs> and everyone at NASA is like, <gasps> like, no, and, and it, it, began, it became oh, a T-shirt. Oh, it became viral. It became viral yeah. and everything. Like, but it was like a mistake. Like she had a whole like beautiful like, I'm the first woman, uh, and like that's what she said. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this. By the way, season two of Space Force came out last week. Really? Yeah. <sighs> I gotta buy my space pants and check it out. I guess <laughs> space, yeah, pants. space pants. Space pants. Um, you know, we opened it up to wrestling now, sports, yeah. bowling, uh, but for fun because we're big Rocky fans. Yeah. What's Rocky Rocky Balboa? You know, what's his famous quote? Because the one that comes to mind to me, I mean, there's so many. Stinks. This whole place stinks. But as far as motivational, it's a. Let me tell you something. You already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Oh, the like sun, that whole the sunshine speech. and rainbow speech. But by the way, that is everybody quote. I don't even like it that much, but everybody from, quotes it. Uh, you know, it's from Rocky Balboa. Yeah, it's from Balboa. It's not even from the original it's Rocky. It's a very movies. mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You know, who plays his son in that one? Milo Ventimiglia. Jack from This Is Us. No, Milo oh, Ventimiglia. I was right I the first time. But, but, Thank but, you. I mean, most famous as nope. Jack. What do you think Milo Ventimiglia is best known for? Not the uh, number one. Like Peter, not You asked me a question. Peter the answer Petrelli wasn't Jack. The answer was Milo Ventimiglia. But Rocky Balboa, for whatever reason, like he has so many great quotes. 
people or the public or social media loves to loves to quote the life's not all sunshine and rainbows. And thing. what's crazy is that Balboa, the Rocky Balboa movie, the sixth installment, I loved it. But it doesn't have the hype of the ones when we were growing up. It's not an Academy Award winner, or it doesn't have the like the fun hype of Rocky IV when we were kids, Cold War in the 80s. Balboa was a good movie, but that quote, you're right. If you were to quote Rocky, it's nothing from the original Rockies. That's the quote. Sunshine and Rainbows. How, about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. It's that whole speech. I feel like in the other Rocky, in the other Rocky movies, yeah. Apollo and Mick have better quotes. Oh, I got one. There is no tomorrow. There is that's that. come on that's yeah. a that's a great one there you go right so hey we're opening it up we'll take your phone calls eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox it's the armpit of of sports right now so we're having fun thanks for having fun with us Fox Sports Sunday Cavino and Rich who do we got uh, that is Jeremy in KC what Jeremy up bud has spoken what's up KC in the house what up um, anytime I meet anybody named Ricky I go back. The boys in the hood. Ricky! <laughs> you know what I thought he was going to say? I thought he was going to go some Ricky Bobby stuff. No, from, uh, I thought he was going to tie it into, come on, Rick, give him the heater. Yeah, he went. He threw me. Yeah. yeah he I thought he was going to give me some. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was going to give me some Rick Vaughn stuff. I thought it was going to be Rick Vaughn or something. Yeah, you ain't kidding. He, he, he went boys in the hood. I don't think of anything that we're missing because we can move on. A lot of people call, but we could. Uh, oh, I want to get the yeah, phones. Phil in Kentucky. We'll go to you. Phil, what up? Hi, I've got a backstory on that Pete Weber thing, yeah. and then I've also got a sports line. Oh, please do. Uh, Scotty, Scotty Pippen, mailman doesn't deliver on Sunday. Nice. Yep. And then if you go back and watch that whole bowling match, Pete missed a spare, and there was a guy that cheered, and he got mad about sportsmanship. So whenever he ended up winning, that I think he was yelling at that guy. You know, it's so funny, man, because he loses it. Like I said, I feel like all of his frustrations come out in that moment. So great. It really is a great moment. And I... And, by the way, I'm not even being facetious when I say it. I love watching bowling. I grew up bowling. I love bowling. So for me, it is one of the greatest quotes. I do like that moment. But I, I don't know if I remember that backstory. But it's the anniversary again. Ten years ago, Pete Weber, who do you think you are I am? Uh, who we got next? That is Kevin. Kevin in Alabama. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how are you guys? Listen, I don't know if you mentioned this one yet, but uh, all the ones you mentioned are great, and I love all the rants and everything, but this one made it to the top of my list uh, recently, and I can't watch a football game anymore without thinking about it when it happens. When you're finished with something, Brent Musburger, second down and nine. <laughs> Thank you. Kev. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Connor in Mass. What's up, Connor? I got one for you. How about uh, Johnny Most? Havlicek stole the ball. Let's go to thank you, Connor. <laughs> See, some of them are not as good as others, but I don't want to be mean. Oh, so I'm not. I'm, not, I'm yeah, just going different. to the next. Like, are we exactly. going to open it up for sports announcers? Zero I mean, feedback. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, okay. Yeah, it's okay you know. What am I going to say? Connor, I appreciate your support, I like but the that's guy, a terrible uh, answer. I like the guy in Blades of Steel that was like, with the pass, with, with the pass, the, yeah. with the pass, with the pass. Man, these callers are struggling. All right, uh, who do we got next? Oh, by the way, the, to to answer this, uh, Pete Weber has addressed this. Oh, really? Yeah. What does he say? I guess what everyone, this is what he says, quote, I guess what everyone wants to know is where did I come up with who do you think you are I am? Well, <laughs> being caught up in the moment of throwing the strike and being as, as excited as I was, this is Pete Weber, I had a kid rooting against me during the match. <laughs> and he was doing it loud enough for me to hear. 
And it kind of made me mad. <laughs> this guy's a maniac. And people know, don't make me mad. <laughs> maniac. He's like the McEnroe of bowling. Because I'll just get better when I'm mad. But what I really wanted to say was, who do you think you're rooting against? I'm the man. <laughs> See? I told you. Spot. I told you. You actually were right. Like, in the moment, uh, in the it just comes out moment. all different. He just, so, so this is what Pete Weber wanted to say. Much like Space Force. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong thing or, came out. Or the actual moon landing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He wanted to say, who do you think you're rooting against? I'm the man. And it came out, who, who do you, you think, think you are? are? I, I am. am. Which is better. Who do you think you are? I am. I am going to get that tattooed somewhere. Yeah, it's a good idea. You won't regret that. Thanks. All right. Um, Kavino and Rich DeSager, let's get an update, my bud. Well, tomorrow, negotiators for the locked out MLB players and owners will meet again in Florida. Tomorrow, of course, is the date that MLB at least set as a deadline to salvage the season openers on March 31st. So they had some talks today. Things resume 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. At MLB, the players don't agree. MLB says that by the end of the session tomorrow, whether it's day or night, either there's a deal, which doesn't seem likely, or the league will start to cancel regular season games. I'm seeing, I'm seeing things, Steve, where they're saying the sides are, quote, far apart on the eve of the deadline. That's not – I mean, you sort of want to think like, like any negotiation. Think about it. With work, with on-air people on a radio or a TV station, at contracts with players, like – you know, usually it's like, all right, we're making progress. They're far apart. Well, they have had some progress, but the major stuff like the luxury tax, yeah, absolutely they're far apart. So if you're far apart on only, say, a couple of issues, I mean, minimum pay is another one. Taxes. Then, yeah, you are absolutely far apart. It's the worst, part of the, it's the worst part of the game. You ever see that famous quote? Worst part of the game. <laughs> that little kid. Taxes. All right, go ahead. And there's going to be another discussion because once we start canceling, March 31st, April 1st games and beyond. Players are going to say, hey, we can still schedule double headers, right? We can still get full pay for a full season. And the owners are going to say no. And then they're going to have to settle that as well. It's not going to get better. As for the NBA, Philadelphia won at New York today, 125-109. That's five straight losses for the Knicks. James Harden, a triple-double, including 16 assists. Joel Embiid scored 37 points. Utah won at Phoenix, 118-114. Devin Booker did have 30 points in defeat, but the Suns' record now 49-12. Yes, their first place in the West, but... About to go to five games, not five and a half over Golden State, because the Warriors are still leading early fourth quarter. It's Golden State 88-74 over Dallas. Steph Curry, 22 points and nine assists. And Detroit and Houston each have chances at wins. They're in the final seconds. Pistons leading at Charlotte, 116-114. to And the Rockets, who have a similarly awful record like the Pistons, Rockets are only down 99-95 late against the Clippers. Also in progress, Nuggets have started. They're up 22-16 at Portland late in the first quarter. College hoops, one week left in the regular season. Wins in the top 25 for Houston, Illinois, and UConn. At Maryland, the Terps beat number 22 Ohio State 75-60. Maryland was 5-12 in conference. Nebraska was 1-16 in conference play, but got a victory tonight at Penn State 93-70. NHL winners for Carolina and for Dallas, which won 4-2 over Buffalo, which has lost six in a row. Kyle Larson won the NASCAR race in Southern California. Austin Dillon finished second. Tampa Bay Bucks all-pro guard Ali Marpet retired. He turned 29. 29 he turns in April. And in golf, Sepp Straka took the Honda Classic. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. All My right. favorite quote, by the way, I just found that it's, uh, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Abe Lincoln. 
He did say that. Did you see? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I remember. It's a good I one. Remember that? That was great. <laughs> uh, again, we are Fox Sports. We are Covino and Rich. Hope you're having a great weekend. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox at Covino and Rich on social media. And if you like what you hear on Fox Sports Sunday, hit us up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Covino and Rich Monday through Thursday. Yeah. But uh, this is the highlight of our week, guys. Kicking it with you wherever you are. Thanks for being here with us. Now. We, tar- we heard the update and a lot of basketball going on, right? That's where our attention focuses now that football's over, base- especially with baseball not. Speak for yourself. I love uh, axe throwing on the other channel. Yeah. With the NBA at this point of the season, you know, you're I love gearing competitive up. cornhole. You're, you're, uh, you're gearing up for the playoffs. It's so, it's so funny because you play a full season in, in every sport, obviously. That's a dumb statement. But towards the end of the season – seems more so now than ever like teams are entering the postseason hot or revamped to the point where it's like like the 49ers this year in football I'm not just saying this because I'm a Niners fan but they entered the playoffs and you know they were 10 and 7 snuck in as a wild card but once the playoffs started it was like yeah yeah they may have snuck in but now we're in the playoffs the Niners can play with anyone the championship rounds man as a fight fan, it's like, oh, these are the championship rounds. Like you, you gotta, you that gotta, was the feeling. Right. The, the feeling was the 49ers, you the 49ers get in. They're healthy now. They're amped now. They're ten and seven, but they can. They beat the Packers. They beat the Cowboys. They were beating the Super Bowl champion Rams in the fourth quarter by ten. So sometimes the team that's hot going in is as good as anyone, and. I just want to throw it out there, and then we'll get back to your phone calls about nonsense. But just keep in mind where the Brooklyn Nets are going to be in a month from now. If Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons and people are healthy and Kyrie's able to play every game because COVID stuff is lifted, that team might be ready at just the perfect time where they're a team that's playing slightly over 500 basketball. Get in, and who's going to want to play that team? Danny yeah. G, who's going to want to play the the Nets if Durant and Simmons are healthy and Kyrie can play every game when COVID stuff's lifted? It's like they could yep. be they could be coming together at just the perfect time. This is the argument that the regular season in the NBA really does not matter. You get in. Who's going to want to play? Who will want to play Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, he- mean, a healthy that's- Nets team? You could say that about a lot of sports. They're playing five hundred basketball now, though, Kavino. So it's like, true, yeah, but it's like, momentum. It's it's timing. It, you know, these are all factors that for everything for baseball for football. I, I feel like more it. than ever, more than ever, compared to when we were kids. Now it's like teams have these strategies. Like, you know, we're we make the playoffs and make the know, playoffs. Clean and, yeah. Uh, let's go back to your phone calls, though. Maybe we'll touch on a little more NBA in a little bit. But just remember where the where the Brooklyn Nets are right now. And hey, look at the Sixers, James Harden. Playing like he's got a, a little, uh, little strut in his step, a little revenge yeah, what, on his mind. What's up with that? He, he's all of a sudden he could play again. And now all of a sudden, how bad would people want to see an East battle at some point between the Sixers and the and the? You Nets? know what that proves, though. You know what that proves, James Harden. It proves like I mean, we all know that he's capable, yeah. right? But you know, now he's putting up big numbers again. It's like when you fight with your girlfriend or wife, or you're in the doghouse, and all of a sudden you're doing all these nice things to you know. Get off the couch. You're capable of always doing yeah, those you're like, nice if things. You're capable of all <laughs> yeah. these nice things all the time, and you're doing all these little things all the time. Where, you did where the was la- that you before? You did the laundry, and you brought and you brought me Starbucks. Yeah, like where was that? Yeah. Where, where was that? You know, this is what you're capable of. This is what you're capable of. When where you was want, that? When you want it. Exactly. Uh, Pete in San Diego. Let's go back to your phone calls. What's up, Kavino and Rich? 
got a sports quote for you. Let's hear him. You're telling me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Uh, yes, Harris, my favorite Cleveland <laughs> Indians pitcher. Second to uh, the wild thing. Thanks, buddy. Um, Tony. I thought, way, I thought you, the best quote was, up your butt, Joe Boo. Can you tell me two things Harris claimed to put on the baseball? Come on, what, no. what, what did was what did Harris put? I mean, I can make stuff up, but was it a quote? They say something. S- snot was one of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Put a little oh, jalapeno. But- remember, I put a little jalapeno up my nose, <laughs> get it running real good. What was the other? He, uh, he did uh, a Barbasol. It was feminine. Pro- I believe he said Vagisil was one of them. <laughs> he, That's a brand. He, he had a few way, things that he would put on the ball. Quoting Major League. Of course. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, Tony you know. in Santa Clarita. Hey, League of Their Own, Tom Hanks. Are you Crane? There's no Crane in baseball. He says Crane weird. I, was, was that a bad I tie-in? It was a bad Ukraine joke. Was it really? It was horrible. Ukraine. Oh, man. Struggling. I thought, I thought that guy's struggling. struggling. I thought, but I thought that was too much of a stretch. It must be a meme. I just thought he had a weird accent. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, 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 like inventing Anna's accent on Netflix. Man, I thought that. I, thought, I was like, did that guy just say, uh, like, does he say crying? Like, crayon? I mean, I, I thought that, but I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. But anyway. then again, you say crayon weird. I say crayon. One syllable. Cr- yeah. C R A N. Any other brain busters? Reno Steve, what's up, man? Kavino and Rich. I, that guy's making me crayon. What? What? Crayon? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm crying. Hey, I, hey, I'm a North Jersey boy living in Reno. Uh, Reggie Jackson was my favorite. The magnitude of me, he said, and I always thought that was cool. Magnitude and, of me. Uh, that is great. Yeah. yeah the magnitude of me and drago from rocky huh. had some good ones like you will lose and uh if he dies he dies i must break I must you, break you. Uh, his best line was Diliazibia! i fight for me Diliazibia! <laughs> translation i fight, I fight for me okay. yeah. fight for, for me. me for me yeah that's some good ones some good stuff you know Thank Ra- you. ralph Irvin, the superstar update guy no offense, Steve, to say, I do want to see you guys in a, a battle one day for best sports update guy. Or at least like a mud wrestling competition. You want to see Ralph and Steve to say mud wrestling? Is that weird? <laughs> Why? What's so weird about that? No, but Ralph, Ralph convinced us that we needed to watch the Rocky Four recut, and he was right. If you are a Rocky fan. It was different. It was different. It was worth watching. It's a it, not, it's not a different movie, but you realize how much footage they did not use, what they took out, what they put in the new version, but yeah, if, you, if you're at a loss of what to watch because it is the armpit of the sports season, of the sports year, the Rocky Four re-edit that Stallone worked a year on. Danny G, have you watched it? I have not. I feel like you'd get it. I feel like you'd be like, oh, interesting. Especially coming from Ralph Irvin, I think I may, though, because yesterday on one of the weekend shows, Ralph a- accidentally dropped an S-bomb <laughs> during his update. <laughs> hey, was, it was so good. Facts, it was so good. Wow. Man, Ralph gets passionate. <laughs> wow. Steve DeSager is going to say some crazy stuff coming up. <laughs> All right, we have more Kavino and Rich and your phone calls next right here on Fox Sports Radio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Yo, Ramos is on point today with our song references. On point like non-point. I know. Now I'm hungry, though. Meatloaf? Yeah. Stop it. Meatloaf, mom! I'm a little hungry, but rocking out on Meatloaf's behalf is Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Sunday, 877-99 on Fox, foxsportsradio.com, our stomping grounds, SXM83. Thank you guys for being here. We're at Covino and Rich on social media. You can find me at Steve Cavino. Speaking of rocking out, I posted a, a really cool picture of this guitar I have made of car parts. Check it out at Steve Cavino, if you don't believe me. Nice. At Rich Davis, at Spot Center, and thank you guys for being here. Uh, tomorrow, a big day. Mañana? Baseball. Get down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? Oh, because I'm going, I'm getting a haircut. <laughs> Tomorrow's a big day because Major League Baseball decides what, what the future holds for now. And I'm convinced um, because I'm a Mets fan and the Mets have high hopes, there won't be a season. <laughs> Just because the Mets actually have what looks to be like a squad. Yeah, but you say that about the Mets all the time, and it's true. They always have great pitching and, and no one hitting for them. So. Well, Sterling Marte might be uh, the, the guy. Who knows? We all know that nothing's going to happen by tomorrow, right? We, yeah. Can we all just accept I mean, that? You were listening to Steve DeSager's. We all, I mean, we are all hopeful, but nothing's going to happen I in 24 like hours. I felt like Steve DeSager was a little too glass half empty for me. <laughs> I'm more of a glass half full type of guy. I'm like, oh, yeah. Rob Manfred's involved. and everything. Yeah, maybe they all. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing there's too much. There's too much ego at play from both sides. It's gonna take. It's gonna take way more time. Let, to, let me give to you an analogy. An you know what this for does those, for those at that the, watch uh, uh, at the beginning, middle, and end of the yeah. day. And I'm sorry, Rich. Yeah. I want to hear your analogy, but all it does is is lose younger fans once again. So baseball does another great job of really just you know not gaining any supporters. I, who, who's waiting? You know, older people like yeah, come on, let's get on with the season. Young people are like yeah, whatever. Yeah, baby. whatever. Let's watch the uh, NBA playoffs. Uh, it's not a young man's game. They, they're trying to gain young fans, and they were on the right track with bat flips and you know letting these young guys have fun. But a, a work stoppage and, a, and a, a season that might not start is is not a good way to keep any momentum going. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not helping. You know what it's like. Uh, you were saying it's it's you know they're, they're going to butt heads on this. It's sort of like when you have uh. if you watch Ozark. <laughs> stop butthead. It's like oh, if you watch Ozark, which I just finished season four, comes back in April, the last few episodes. It's like the Mexican cartel and the FBI. No one's gonna. No one wants to budge for the other person. When you have two people with egos and clout, no one wants to budge for the other person. Do you think the players are gonna be like, all right, you know what, just let's get this done? No, they they both will stay strong. And I don't know, man. What what would make you unhappy if you lost how many games? Would you be okay with a hundred and twenty game season? Let's say the season started May first. Hundred thirty games sounds good. Like we lost a month's worth of games. Because I feel like that's where we should be at anyway. Yeah. We should be 130, 140. All right, ask yourself 162 this. 162 is ridiculous. Ask yourself this. Like, I'm a fan, and that's ridiculous. Ask yourself this. Well, answer this question. You are a middle-aged man, which sounds weird because we are, though. Speak for yourself. What, are you going to live to 200? 
Maybe. When you're an old guy sitting in a rocking chair. Feeding the ducks. And you're, That's uh, quack-tastic, quack-quack-quack. And you got little grandkids. Do I have a little bell like the guy from Breaking Bad? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. You're an old Mexican guy in a chair with a bell. That's, that would be you, yes. Call me Papito. When you're old Cavino Papito yes. sitting in your chair with a bell. Feeding ducks. 40, 50 years from now. Am I wearing big, a fedora or am I not wearing a fedora? You're, you should be hopeful you're not wearing a hospital gown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, are you going to see a baseball season that's still 162 games no. in, in 50 years There's from now? There's no way. That schedule and everything about baseball was built for the time of, you know, Babe Ruth, like that era. We don't live in that world anymore. It's too, you know, I hate to sound cliche. We all know the problem. It's too slow. It's too slow for kids, today's world. Kids are entertained. And I say kids, meaning like, you know, teens and 20-somethings are entertained in 7 to 15-second TikTok increments. Not a full... Yeah, and by the way, there were times where Cavino, you're a huge Yankees fan. I'll give you credit. I can't even do this. Cavino will sit through like the four-hour Yankees game where... Unmanageable like, it's like a six, yeah, like a six... If the Yankees are losing like 8-2, Cavino will still watch a game. Yeah. I have a I, I've I have a three run rule in baseball a four run. If, well, I've done it a, my whole life. If so. a grand slam can't tie the game, I'm turning the game off. If it's like yeah, middle of the well, summer, I feel like you're uh you're you're not really invested then if that's your mentality. All right, uh, Emmett in Olympia, you're on with Kevin on Rich. A fun Sunday. We're making the best of it. Not much sports going on. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Damn I, um, I want to talk about drops and you know quotes. Uh, yeah. Ramos, get ready. I got to ask you something in like a minute here. But one of my favorite uh, drops is uh, it's in the system. It's Kobe White saying, Wow, wow, bro, wow. <laughs> and then, uh, John, do you have a, I think it was Jonas, I heard this on the network. You saved a bunch of like random people saying the name Joe Flacco. Is that is that is that correct? Do you have that? <laughs> There's a Joe Flacco montage? That is <laughs> nice. That is correct. I have a bunch of Joe Flacco's. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Hi, this is Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. I don't know why that's funny, why? but it is. <laughs> why? But why? I'm not sure why it's funny, but it did uh, make me say oh, so it's it's like LeBron James. LeBron James. James. LeBron James. Joe, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Funny. I don't know why it's funny. Thank it's you. Funny. Ramos, Ramos is taking requests now. R- Ramos is taking requests? Yeah, before the hour's crazy. over, I want to hear the new Ralph Irvin drop. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, can we hear that now? Or No. All right. Yeah. Ralph Irvin, let's hear it. Berger all alone in first place after the third round. He sh- He sits five <laughs> shots off the lead. <laughs> sits, Ralph. Sit, sits is the word, Ralph Irvin. Uh, whoopsie doodle. Oh, boy. That's a whoopsie doodle. That is doodle. funny. That is funny. All right. Well, your phone calls, your feedback. 877-99 on Fox, at Covino and Rich. We'll explore the Look Ma Theory. The Look Ma Theory next Ooh. on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. 
criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Here we are. In the flesh. <laughs> How are you? Live from the mean streets. Well, nothing mean, about Sherman, nothing mean about Sherman Oaks, California. <laughs> it's mean when I'm walking the streets. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm Covino. That is Rich. We're at Covino and Rich on social media. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Spotty's here. Again, Ramos is here. Danny G, Steve DeSager. And thank you guys for hanging. If you have anything to say, 877-99 on Fox. We'd like to hear from you. I got something to say before we even get to the phone calls and a couple fun stories in the world of sports. If you're following this Golden State-Dallas Mavericks game, the whole game, the whole game. The Warriors were whooping them. I mean, it's listen, it's a three-point game with eight seconds left, but Dallas has outscored Golden State in the fourth quarter 30-13. to 13. So this was a game that, even during DeSager's update, it's like he even referenced, like, well, Golden State's in control, so they should be five games behind I don't know my, how, how much of a delay we're on right now, but it's 104-101. That's the update. Eight seconds left, 104-101, the Mavericks. And they just fouled the Mavericks, so the Mavericks will go to the line. But... Yeah, we're talking about a, a fourth quarter fail, 30-13. to 13? And as we speak, Rich. I mean, Mavericks are a good team, but I'm saying Golden State, that's a that's a home game. You you give up a 20-point lead going into the fourth quarter? Yeah. I mean, Mavericks are good when they want to be. Yeah. Luka turned it on, as that's we what I'm pointed saying. out. You can obviously turn it on. Great players. But also, as we speak, Masvidal and Covington's beef is trending on social media. Did you see that? Kobe Covington and Mazvi Dalbin beefing all day. UFC 272. Let's hear about it. It's honestly the 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 beef is weird uh, because they used to be pals. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. They used to be. That's the story. The story used is to be. They used to be inseparable, hanging every day. Now they're both hating on each other, talking lots of smack. Something about backstabbing. Backs. Yeah, I don't know the backstab, but. Or what it was, maybe it was something, they call it a blood feud. The blood feud goes back to a brotherhood. Eight years together, every single day, side by side. They were best friends. Now they're bitter enemies. You know what it reminds me of? When uh, Shawn Michaels kicked Marty Jannetty through the glass window. It's kind of, honestly, uh, of you're the bar- joking? Of the barbershop. You're, you're joking, but it's kind of like that. It reminds me when when the when the Hulkster and Macho Man and the Mega Powers exploded, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of like dumb wrestling references, but yeah. I mean. Covington says that Masvidal's the one person on earth he doesn't give an, an S about. Well, says he wants to send that guy straight to hell, and luckily he gets to do it in the octagon next Saturday. Can I give you one other dumb wrestling and reference? Obviously, hold on. Covington is, is ranked number one. He's the number one welterweight. Masvidal is number six. Usman is the champion. So, you know, it's a big fight. Whoever wins is probably going to get a another big shot. But it's not even about that. At this point, it's just all the back and forth. And with social media hyping it up, you know, people are really, you know, picking sides and and, and stirring up the, the beef. The beef, I tell you. It's trending as we speak. Covington, uh... One of the last times he fought, remember he got all those props from President Trump? Well, you know, what's funny is that's the one thing they do have in common. And they asked Trump who he's rooting for or something like that. And he, I think he's torn on the subject. 
because he's a fan of both guys. Well, the fight will be huge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, huge. look, look. Here, I, I just read this. This is courtesy of, I guess, TMZ. Um, Mr. President number 45, oh, is not torn. He knows where his loyalty stands. He knows the person that put his whole platform for him. Oh, that's what, no, that's what Kobe said. Kobe Covington oh, said. Oh, Yeah, to quote okay, Covington. There it is. So he's saying, Covington is saying that Trump is rooting for him. But I think that Trump's a fan of both guys. Look at that. So the beef grows. The beef continues. Maz Vidal, 35 and 15. Lots Covington, 16 and 3. The best beef. The best beef. We have the best beef. <laughs> Just the best beef. It's the best. It's the greatest beef. Well, speaking of, I made a couple dumb wrestling references. Let me give you one more tweet I saw from at uh, the dad. Uh, tweeted this out. My friend is going through a divorce, and he said, quote, you know nothing about betrayal. Like I didn't see Hulk Hogan join the NWO at the Bash of the Beach in 96. That is betrayal. But I'm curious to see what, what happens here. Well, hey, it's great hype, right? It's great who, hype who leading into UFC that? 272. We need more of that. Any other um, updates on the trend spot? No? All right, so anyway, we'll keep you posted on that. So we'll keep you posted on the game here. Mavericks up 106-101. Yeah, it's, so over, it's over. It's over. Five there's, point. Yeah, there's five seven point, seconds yeah. left. So it looks like Dallas over Golden State. Looks like a cool UFC beef going on. Trying to hype a fight up. And right now I want to tell you about something we call the Look Ma Theory. Now, Cavino and Rich, we've been doing this for a long time, so we have lots of stupid theories that we've come up, come up with uh, throughout the years. And the Look Ma Theory is basically this. And it's cool because I would tell these stories and then we would realize that everyone throughout the country would... Like, yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah. So we named it the Look My Theory. Yeah, I mean, there's universal things that you thought you might have been the only person <laughs> that the, did it. You're the only kid. No, like, for instance, leaving a, you're shooting hoops by yourself. And you're like, if I get this three-pointer in, she's going to like me. And you're like thinking of the girl like you liked in like junior high. Like, who didn't do that? You're Turns like, out everybody did yeah. that. Yeah. Right? Oh, wait, I'm not the only guy that shot like a, a three-pointer and said, oh, if I get this shot in, she's going to like me back. Whew. Exactly. Everyone did that. So we realized, you know, I would tell stories about how I'd be hitting three-point buzzer beaters in my backyard like I was Steph Curry. Before he was even Steph Curry. Before he was even Steph Curry. I was hitting three-pointers. I was hitting nothing but the bottom of the net, and I'd be in such a zone. And then, of course, the second you say, yo, look, look, ma. Look, Ma! It's the, ma look, look. it's the look, Ma theory. Look. It's the look, Ma theory. As soon as she looks, you're just dang. You're just breaking everyone. You built a guest house with all the bricks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just hitting brick after brick. You're like, wait, but I was just hitting every one. Oh, I swear. I know, Steven. I was watching. She wasn't watching. She's just trying to make you feel good. We, I talked, saw. we talked about this with Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly puts a video on social media him draining three pointers. Getting ready for the celebrity NBA All Star Game weekend. Look at this hype video. MGK, who, by the way, I happen to see on Friday night. He was at the Avril Lavigne concert at the Roxy out here in LA. You want a low five? No, no I, he walked right past me. I'm like, yo, this dude is big. He's tall, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, MGK, hype Slam video. On you? Hype video and everything. Plays like garbage. And uh, as we said, he must have felt bad about playing so poorly in the celebrity game because Machine Gun Kelly had a reputation that, you know, he's he's obviously a great rapper and, you know, rock star too, but he had game. He did not show that game NBA All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the pressure, obviously, right? But, you know, I grew up thinking, like, my mom is the worst luck ever. Oh, 
can never do nothing. <laughs> Anytime my mom looked, I can never make a shot, right? Because I'm trying to show off. And the second she wasn't there, I'm hitting every one. And how many stories have you heard, like, of the kid who sucked at Little League but hit a home run when his parents weren't there or showed up late? Yeah. Like, it was like his one home run. You know, because kids and people put more pressure, I guess, on themselves, even subconsciously. I, 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 I've, I've, seen I, people, I've seen people say, yo, my friend, yo, his girl is a great singer. You're out having drinks at a karaoke night. And you're like, yo, she's the good singer? <laughs> And it could have just been the wrong song or like, no, the karaoke version was in the wrong key. Bad or night. Something. It was and that's bad awkward because then, then your buddy's like, yeah, usually she's much better than this. <laughs> that's Us- what it is. Usually she's a lot better. It's the look, my theory. You told it when we filled in for Dan Patrick. I don't know how it came up, but the, the classic Cavino and Rich story of Cavino. No, you overhyped it. it. You were like, oh, Cavino's got the best story. It's not the best story. It's, it's just story. I was at a, I was at a batting cage in Seaside Heights, and I was there with my high school girlfriend. I mean, I have to go. I have to go this far back to tell you about my failures. I want you to know. Ah, so yeah, you've, so, had, a, you've had a good thirty run stretch. Yeah, I've been, I've been kicking ass for the last thirty something years. But I remember I was at the batting cage, and all of a sudden, like my girlfriend at the time's entire family, the entire family. Sisters, their boyfriends, her parents, like her uncle, like the weird uncle, like the whole family. You just came strolling by, and my girlfriend goes, "Guys, guys, you gotta, you gotta stop and watch. He's really good." She was trying to sell me to the family. Well, I mean, I'll back you up, Cavino. At the time, I Cavino, was stunned. you know, he was an all-state baseball player, got a baseball scholarship yeah, to yeah. college. So, but, but, but the story goes, the family's watching you. Yo, dude, but again, just like any other look my theory story, I was hitting ropes. Frozen ropes. I was just I was slapping the ball. I was like, "Get out of here." I was just, you know, driving the ball. You By the way, I missed that feeling in a big way yeah. of of the batting cage, right? Like, "Oh, that would have been a home run definitely." So I was smacking it. And the second that, you know, everyone was there behind me, when I tell you this is the greatest example, like I went from smacking every ball to missing like act- every like actually missing. To missing every single one. Oh, for those of you watching Love is Blind, Danny J, you're watching Love is Blind, right? How pathetic was it when that dude Shane was at Wrigley Field. He's like, oh man, yeah. I can't wait to I can't wait to take batting practice at Wrigley Field, man. I'm a big baseball. And, and, and all the other people are were not athletes, and, and Shane's like, I played college ball, and he was with dude, and he yep. you could tell he had a nice swing. Yeah, it's whenever you put too much pressure on yourself or hype yourself too much, or you get in your own head, yes. which is exactly what he did on that episode. It was so, it was pathetic, and he, he like hated himself afterward because how many chances do you get to swing a bat at a professional stadium? I know this guy missed every one of them. So anyway, that was my story. I went from you know just driving the ball to missing every one. Now, if you asked me if I was you know putting pressure on myself, the answer would be no. But it, it's subconscious. You know, you don't even realize it's happening, and unfortunately. Uh, Rich had a, a look, a sort of a look dad theory yeah. gone wrong today. I'll explain. And by the way, you see this a lot in the NFL where, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. I should know because I was such a, I was so deep in the NFL this year. There was a quarterback that got a, a spot start that never would have, should never have touched the field. Like there was something, something COVID related. And I remember seeing his parents in the in the stands. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Oh, I'll never remember. Was it a, was it the was it Goff was out and it was like Detroit's backup? Someone's parents were there and this guy like was getting murdered on the field. And it's like, oh, they watch him his whole life and he's doing terrible now. He's in the NFL, That's but still. So tough. Well, today, my my uh, my family's visiting from the East Coast. We live out here in LA, but my family's all back east. 
And Sunday mornings, now that's not football season, we're playing, playing softball. And my dad comes to the game. By the way, Rich, just so you know, he plays with a bunch of like 70-year-old guys. 70-year-old so guys. So he's really good, right? And Rich takes – I, I got to back Rich up now. You know, Rich takes monstrous hacks. Like he's Mike Piazza on the Mets or something. Like just monster swings. Nothing short or compact about his swing. He's not slapping a ball. He puts every ounce of his strength into every swing – uh, but it's very Piazza-like, to be honest, I mean, it's, it's, when, when you're swinging for softballs. I would say it's not bragging when you're talking about softball. Well, Rich so, is hitting yeah. bomb. Rich but, is hitting, yo, Danny G, Ramos, I'm not even kidding you, 350, 400 foot bombs. Because yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. And Out I, of the park. I was, I was a good ball player, so as an adult, I but, like softball. But that's, that's it's, a it's, big, it's, it's, you know what that is? That's like a, that's like a fat guy home run. Like you're yeah. hitting, you're you're hitting balls like a fat yeah. guy. Yeah, but but again, it's now not is bragging. that is that up against a really good high arc yeah. pitcher? Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, and so no, 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 no meatballs. Yeah, there. no, I'm I'm I'm, you know, those again, pitches and, are hard to hit. I've played in those leagues. Again, bragging about softball, lamest thing ever. But just for the story purposes, I have to tell you, I'm I'm a good softball player. And you're getting a lot of height. Yeah, like the, these are like high over. Yeah. The, okay, high arc, and I'm getting I'm hitting bombs. My dad's actually visiting the studio right now also because he was at the game. Yo, first at bat, <laughs> I pop up to left field. <laughs> Swinging a bad pitch. I, I, I pop I'm up. sorry. Yeah. I, love, I, know, like, I, I love your failure here. I think it's great. <laughs> I, great. The, the, and this is where it's, me joy. This, I, I had to bring this up only because you recently brought up the look my theory, but this is now the look dad theory, I guess, yeah, too. It just happened. And by but, the way, your dad hears stories of you hitting these monster yeah, bombs every week. I, and, and the thing is, is that the last time my dad probably when was the last time dad, I am probably, here the to last see time, my son hit a monster I bomb. Mean, probably like high school baseball in Little League was the last time you know your parents were probably at a game or something you played at, right? Little League, high school, yeah, college, makes, right? yeah, absolutely. So second yeah. at bat, I get up, runners on base. I'm like, all right, I'm fine now. Ready? I only get the bat. Yo, Danny J, would you believe something I've never done my whole life in softball I take a monster hack like a like a nice low inside pitch I'm like oh, I'm going to try to yank this one down the line I'm going to try to hit a bomb here in front of my dad I <laughs> get just under it I hit a pop up to the catcher <laughs> Oh, that, like, you know, that's you, nuts. You know, when you, you know when you know when you hit like the little bloop to the catcher, yeah. and it's an out because it goes Sad. above you. Oh, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> should be ashamed. Yeah, that's oh. really embarrassing. Uh, you put too much oomph into that one, right? I would much. imagine. Yeah, and it just it's just how do you pop up to the catcher? I I don't think I've done that my whole what is life. Your dad probably is like, oh, did your dad like put his hand over his head? Like, he, said, oh. uh, he goes, oh, I might have to pinch hit for you next time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> So just just know that you are not the only person. If if you're the type of guy that let's say, uh, to take it away from me, who cares about me? If you play golf, if you're a great golfer, and for some reason you're on vacation and your wife comes golfing with you, and she's like, "I know you golf with your buddies, and you and you know you 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 always talk about what a great golfer you are." And I'm sure there's guys that have been to a driving range or into like uh, what's the place. Uh, Golf and stuff. No, what's the, what's the place? Top golf. Top golf. There's golf I guarantee there's stuff. guys that have been like, "Honey, let's go to Top Golf." And this is a guy that golfs with his buddies golf all the time. Stuff. Yeah, golf and stuff. Though Daniel Larusso uh, went right. Yeah, that's where he took. Uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, Allie. I guarantee Allie. there's guys that have taken their wife golfing, and the wife's like, "I thought you were good, honey." Like I'm sure this happens. Dude, you know where this happens, and, and and by the way, this ties in. This ties in a little bit. Yeah, this always happens. Like bowling, if you bowl right, and then you go 
and bowl with a bunch of like random friends, you're going on lanes that aren't aren't oiled properly, and you know, so you're there and you, you're, I, tight, I you're talking up all your bowling game, and then yeah. you're going out with like generic bowling balls or neon colors, rock and ball. And in terrible conditions, in other words. I, I gotta, so I gotta, it's like it's an, it's an equalizer. You're on, on an even playing field, so you could be a really uh, decent bowler stop and then it. look terrible, and now you're making excuses in Let front me tell of everybody. You, I, it's I, embarrassing. I, know, I know we have to break. We'll come back with your phone calls and your feedback. The times where you... Looked Failed. like a well, you, yeah. You look like a dope in front of your family, the new girl you were dating, your wife, your work buddies. Let's say you went on a work trip, and your boss was like, "Hey, you want to golf with me, uh, Johnson?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, I'll try to pr- show off to the boss." And you stunk, stunk it up. We'll take your phone calls next. Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. You're hanging with Cavino and Rich at Bed Three Six Five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox. I was thinking about what you said about bowling, Kavina. Want to join a league? Start a team. <laughs> Steve, right? You know, it can be fun, but we were talking about the look ma looked at theory about how you could be golfing with your coworkers and you stink. Meanwhile, you're a pretty good golfer. You could be playing softball or baseball in front of your parents or someone and you're hitting pop-ups. Meanwhile, you're the guy that's usually ripping line drives. Like it, when you have people there, there's an odd little pressure to be like, "I want them to see I'm good." Yeah, there's a pressure you put on yourself. It might be subconscious or a pressure that people put on you, but it just seems to to work out that way. And it seems like I'll give you another example. You ever see the idiot that brings his own like pool cue to like a billiard hall or you know to a bar? That guy better be good. Like if you, if you bring good, your own, if you bring your own, if that pool guy, stick. if he doesn't bring it, like he's Minnesota Fats, then he failed. You know, like if he loses, like the guy that brings his own stick right. and he's putting it together, you better like, be good. You better be good. But you know, someone hyped him up though. Like oh oh, yo, watch, he's gonna be good. There's more of a chance of him stinking like Abe Lincoln in that moment. You like know when, what I mean? Like when Ted Lasso broke out his own darts. Oh, that was, you, that was be, solid. you better be pretty good. That was solid. You better though. be pretty good. That was cool. So anyway, uh, it's the look my theory, and yeah. it starts in childhood. Yeah. When you're doing amazing things on your skateboard, your bicycle, you're hitting threes, you're doing amazing things, and then you try to show your mom, and you fail miserably. Yeah. And and then she turns around, and you start doing it all over again, and she looks again, and you fail. That happened to Rich. His dad's in town, <laughs> and and off the air, Rich said he'd never popped up to the catcher. In his entire softball I, career, like what the old you did guy that in does. front of I, your dad. Yeah, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. But hey, it happens to everybody. Just figured I'd share that silly story. There is stuff going on in sports. Spot you like spots it off the air. Goes, you know, there is stuff going on. I said, yeah, dude, it's February NBA. There's a couple storylines. There's hockey going on right now. But it really well, is. He's taking your statement. And, and someone else on social media took your statement literally. Like, there's nothing going on. Yeah, the Lakers are playing the Pelicans as we speak. Yeah, but you know, nothing. Nothing really that exciting on this on this Sunday. Uh, especially when you come off of the NFL season where every game, every game, Ramos, you'll back me up, the magnitude of every NFL game is no like, big, you big know, news. The magnitude of every NFL game is such, it's, it's, they're so significant that you just, you know, you, you you pay a little more attention to the NFL season than you do to February NBA or NHL. 
Now, before we get to an update with Steve DeSager, I don't want to be all serious. I know I, we're not the show to bring you the serious stuff, but is it wild to you when you see these elite athletes like the Lomachenkos and the, the Klitschkos fighting? Well, Vitaly's the mayor of Kiev. So that's he, he's leading by example there. It's amazing. Yeah, we're talking legendary boxers. You know, the the Klitschkos dominated the heavyweight division for over ten years. Yeah, and they you know a lot of people say they ruined the heavyweight division because well they, obviously they wouldn't fight each other, but they were so dominant. And then to see them having you know, to, defending their country, yeah, it's it's wild. It it's is just, pretty cool. It, I mean, listen, it's already. I mean, it's sad. It's, it's but already. It's, cool, it's, it's already. I mean? uh, it's already a terrible. Everything about it's terrible, but it's it's wild to think that you go from elite athlete making millions in a prize fight to, you know, having to defend your your land, your home. And, you know, it makes a, too. Makes we're your, talking like, like some really rich dudes. Yeah, and, they're multimillionaires. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I bring it up not to get into war or politics or any conversation like that. I bring it up to be like, you know, maybe just a little eye opener to remind ourselves how, how lucky many of us are to, you know, to not have to live in a place where stuff like that's going down. You know, a lot of times... Your own little problems seem pretty big. And you're like, you know what? My problems are not big problems. The thing that, you know, you could be complaining about some nonsense. And you're like, you know what? Lomachenko is getting ready to possibly go to battle, not in a ring, in war. It's yeah, It really is. Like, you forget sometimes when our grandparents were little, Major League Baseball players and athletes went to war. Like, that seems crazy now when you're like, yeah, Joe DiMaggio. Imagine if, like, the elite athletes today... Said I'm taking a timeout for my a sport. A lot of the athletes in the in the prime of their career, no less. Yeah, it's you just, know, missed uh, so many great years. It's it's amazing. When again, you think about I, that. I don't I don't want to get into this other than just say, hey, let's all remember how lucky we are, and it's it's real life, and it's a it's a terrible thing that's going on. But to see these guys and the pride they have from their for their homeland, right? Lomachenko is the latest. I just saw that. Yeah, pictures surfaced of him yeah. today in his at his. Military garb, I don't know what you'd call yeah, it. His fatigue. Yeah. Let's go to our buddy, Steve you Sager. You're laughing because I said garb? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Spot said, Spot said garb? Garb. Garb? You mean his fatigues, fatigues or his, his yeah. uniform? or yeah. It's pretty wild, right, Steve his- Sager, to see these elite athletes. Like, we forget that our grandparents' generation, athletes went to war. It's, it's, it's crazy to think. Steve Sager brought up the Denver Nuggets. They're... Up 14 now on Portland. Denver 10 games over 500. He said Nuggets, and I'm not even joking. I, I immediately said, Who, who's the greatest? I, I, for, my first thought was, who's the greatest Denver Nugget of all time? Is there a clear answer for you? I used to rock a Jalen Rose jersey back in the day. What's the answer? Is it Alex English? Is it Dikembe Mutombo? Is it Carmelo with his stint Ramos, there? you're not. Is it Jokic? Like, who is the... Like, Oh, Nuggets? Yeah, who's the... Wow, yeah, Jokic is, is Jokic really good. But, the, yeah. but as far as before him, I I think Alex English would be my choice. Right yeah. There. I just think I'm yeah. hungry. And then I also said, I said, what am I, gonna eat when I, I, said I said, what's a tougher conversation? What's the best Denver Nugget of all time? Or what is the best Nugget? Because uh, I'm going to say Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm going to say Chick-fil-A Nuggets all day. You guys forgot Chauncey Billups and I Carmelo you, I Anthony. I think you forgot uh, Burger King Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> you know Wendy's, Wendy's really Wendy's, stepped Wendy's, up their game. If I had spicy a chance nuggets, to, yeah. to think spicy about it, Danny nuggets. G, yeah. you know, I, I just started immediately thinking of, you know, like my jerseys and things like that. Um, Carmelo Anthony was would have probably have been my If he stuck there. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, legendary 
All right, so give me so give me your nugget combo. Your your Denver nugget and your fast food nugget. Okay. Yeah. Mine. Let's go. Right. I'm going. <laughs> I'm everyone, going out. everyone can play along. Ready? Your, your best Let's nugget go. combo. It's called dummy fishing with Cavino and Rich. <laughs> best I'm going nugget combo. Carmelo Anthony, and I'm going to go with a, with one that no one's going to say because I don't even think they exist anymore. Maybe somewhere there's one left. But growing up, again, I'm from Union, New Jersey. I used to go to Roy Rogers, and they would have. <sighs> The best nuggets, man. And I'll, I'll stand my ground and stick with it with their sweet and sour sauce. So no one else is going to say it. So I'll say Carmelo Anthony, Roy Rogers, if you could find one somewhere. There's got to be one out there left. I'm, I'm going Jokic, Chick-fil-A. All right. <laughs> Danny G. I'm going Fat Lever. And, and Raising Cane's. Oh, Raising, Raising Cane's. Cane's. Good choice. Good choice. Spot, you have an answer nah, here? Good. No, you're good. <laughs> Spot just is already ordering nuggets. Spot's, oh, yeah. Spot's on uh, Grubhub right now, <laughs> ordering nuggets. Spot All told right. his wife to put some dino nuggets in the oven. Right. Oh, yeah. If you're if you're living the mom or dad life, dino nuggets, part of your life. When did they get in? When did that become the thing? Your daughter's 12. Dino nuggets. Do you remember dino nuggies? No, I don't I don't know. I don't I think, know. I think every parent on planet Earth, I wish I would have I wish I would have known of dino you know nuggets. I would have bought stock in here's, this crap the thing, years though. ago. Your kid, they eventually like develop a palate. And they get to the point where they don't want it anymore, and you sort of wish that they did because it was easy back then. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna like, eat I your dino like, nuggies, you know, and you're five, gonna like it. Five dino nuggies, as you call them, <laughs> nuggies. Five dino, dino nuggies. Five dino nuggets in the toaster oven with a little mac and cheese cup is like the go-to. Like I'm gonna feed my kids healthy, and then you're like, well, this is the reality. It's like you know, what's the reality? For your kids, that's what you eat too. Yeah, I, I, you end up eating uh, the leftovers for the sure. Le- the leftover nuggies. You know, I, I was also listening to Steve DeSager while you were thinking about chicken nuggies and i was thinking of jamal murray and uh carl's jr no <laughs> don't sleep on the classic mcdonald's had good nuggets <sighs> until you realized what we're in them right but yeah. when well, you were a kid though you're like yeah whatever these right? are these are great they're great i don't care if they're shaped all the same size they're fantastic they had little boots and then little round ones <laughs> yeah i like the round ones <laughs> made and you the feel like ones. you were eating uh the boots <laughs> by the way which is better the boot one or the round one the boot one <laughs> The boot, the boot one. one, you could get the corners of the cup of the sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, so funny. Like you could really dig in there. Everybody knows what you're talking about, too. That's what's funny right? about that. The boot yeah, one. The boot one. The boot. <laughs> All you left me was the boot one. Thanks. Anyway, I, you know, he was talking, he was mentioning the Knicks, and, you know, my, my mind was thinking, man, they stink. They're the yeah. weakest. The Knicks stink. They really are that bad. And it made me think, because your dad's in studio today. And hey, even though you sucked it up at softball, yeah. we're having a fun show. Yeah. So at least your dad got to witness exactly you perform some greatness in the form of radio yeah. and fun on the air here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, your dad has a, a famous story that he quit the Yankees. So like, at what point? Like, can you just quit a team just out of frustration? Like, your dad made a, a conscious choice, right, Greg? I don't put words in your mouth. At one point, you quit the Yankees. D- didn't you say your car got stolen one too many in times the in the Bronx? Right. <laughs> yeah. Went to school in the Bronx and had a car stolen. And uh, when the Mets came along, I just said, time for a change. And uh, I live in Queens, and the Mets play in Queens, and uh, And they made the change. And they were, I I guess, newer, right? A newer organization. It's like you see kids in L.A. You start start to see a few little kids in L.A. being like, I'm a Rams fan. They won the Super Bowl. That's not going to hurt them. I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, would you blame a Knicks fan? If they said, "Mm." For just saying, you know what, man, I'm I'm just – I'm, th- I'm quitting the Knicks because like, I always had the mentality of like you ride by your team, ride or die, right? The mm-hmm. ride or die fan no matter what. And, I, you know, I always accepted your dad's answer because it was your dad. And he was like, yeah, you know what? Screw the Bronx. I'm rooting for the Mets. And, and he stuck with oh, it. By the way, terrible choice. 
looking back. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You, you had your moments of glory, right? Yeah. You had 86. Yeah, moment of glory. You had your Shit. moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking 69 yeah. and 86. Would that be a, a, a sort of okay move to quit your team if I've, they were that I've, bad? I've mentioned this to you before. My, I have a buddy who lives on Long Island. He's a huge Yankees guy, Knicks guy, Giants guy, typical New York guy. Yankees, Giants, Knicks. He has two preteen teenage boys, and he's like, I can't pay them or get them. They won't be Knicks fans. He's like, they love Steph Curry. They love LeBron. They love all these young. They love Trey Young. They, they they don't want to root for the Knicks. He's like, kids, I'll take you to the garden. We'll go into Manhattan. And they're like, no, Dad. But here's like, the thing. They want here's nothing why you to guys, do with it. Here's why you do have to stick by your team, though. So, like, I wouldn't blame anybody for saying, you know what? I quit the Knicks. I'm just enough. I'm gonna root. I like this team. I think of how and close they were. Think of how close it could be. Yeah, couple but what years if they ago. get, like, a Zion or something in the future? Yeah, right? Yeah, then no, what? Then what? Bro. Now, all of a sudden, you're, oh, I'm going to quit the, uh, I was liking the Bulls. Now I'm back to the Knicks. Like, you can't do well, that, look, which is why at, you got to uh, stick with your team, I think. Look at a couple years ago when free agency was, remember the one year where everyone thought, this is the Knicks year. They was going to end up there, but it was wherever Kyrie and Kevin Durant, like, they, remember they were all deciding, like, we're going to go somewhere together, and then they chose Brooklyn over the Knicks. That was the nail in the coffin. I bet for a lot of Knicks fans, we're like, yeah, we're never going to do it. All the free agents chose Brooklyn over the Knicks, over playing at the Garden? I, to me, I don't blame anyone for giving up on a team that is that bad for that many years. That's that's what I, that's all I'm saying. And, and I'm and I said that's again, a quitter you, mentality. You, have to, you I know. have to have hope that they turn it around eventually. Because if you did quit on that team, then what? All of a sudden you're back. You know that that's, that's kind of that's weak. called bandwagon. A lot of people do it. I'm just but, I just think uh, but that your dad did make that choice yeah. and he stuck with it. He quit the Yankees. I just and still with the Mets for the past you know thirty something years more than that forty yeah, years fifty fifty yeah. how, how long Greg? yeah probably fifty, 50 years. years I was I was trying not to date you Greg yeah I mean think about it though. fifty yeah. years all right well room um, for the Mets we have more Kavino and Rich your thoughts can you give up on your team we'll take a, phone, a few phone calls on that if they're that bad for how long like if you're saying right like what's the rule if you're saying well the Knicks haven't been a true contender since Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Oakley and the, we're that's we're talking thir- like th- almost thirty years ago, twenty five ish plus years ago. If that's the story, yeah, the biggest story since then was like Lynn Sanity, and that was two weeks. It was like a feel good two was, weeks of like that was oh, yeah. two weeks of good yeah. basketball. Well, your feedback next. More Kavino Rich Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. We're Cavino and Rich. We are Fox Sports. Fox Sports Sunday. 
It's getting me fired up. Game Sharona. Hopefully, yeah, we're getting you fired up a little bit. Take your phone calls if you want to say what's up. 877-99 on Fox. Talk a lot of nonsense tonight, but had a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed it. If you missed anything, remember FoxSportsRadio.com. Catch up on Cavino and Rich. We also filled in for Dan Patrick this week. If you want to catch that show, again, everything at FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app, and SXM83. And if you're up tomorrow, we'll be on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Cavino and Rich. Now, um, who comes to mind? I don't want to put you on the spot. Yes, you do. Get off me. But when I say, and I'll let everyone think about it for a second. What player comes to mind when I say, who retired a little too soon or before their time? Think about it. We'll take two phone calls. We'll go back to it. Because uh, there was a retirement in the NFL. Not, not a household name. But a pro bowler, 28 years old. We'll get to it in a second. But uh, let's say what's up to Bob in Minnesota. Bob, you're on with Kavino and Rich. How's it going? What's up, man? Hey, Bob. Doing well, doing well. How are you guys? We're good, man. What's on your mind? Um, I had some thoughts on that uh, bandwagon fan stuff that you guys are talking about. Yeah, I, I was saying how the Knicks stink, right? And I've never been a guy to say it's okay to quit on your team. I, I, I hate that. I feel like you're not a real fan. But you think about how bad they are and Rose is out again, Kimball Walker's out for the season. Like every everything they do just stinks to the high heavens. Yeah. And they really are that bad. Like and, to to even think about their the last good team they had, you have to go like thirty years ago. Yeah. You know, so well, Ramos, do you blame Ramos, a fan? Ramos made a great point during the break. We we're talking about how if you're a, a Cubs fan, wasn't it all the more sweet that in twenty sixteen after That's, waiting like oh, yes. almost a hundred years? Yep. But do you want to wait a hundred years? <laughs> Do you want to wait 80, 90, 100? You don't. Like, do you get, like, is there a new rule? Like, you get one, you get one move throughout a lifetime, but you got to stick with it. Like, like Bob, you're a, you're a T Wolves fan. You're a Timberwolves fan in Minnesota. I am, ride or die. Like, you got to ask yourself, like, realistically, is your team going to win the NBA championship in the next five to ten years? One player can change everything. Man. I know. One, yeah, look at what. Yeah, Golden State. Um, Golden State went Golden from State, uh, look at Giannis. Look at, I you know? know Giannis. What Giannis did for the Bucks. I get it, but it's it doesn't seem very good for a lot of these teams because you also need free agents to want to go places. The NBA. I've heard Cowherd make this point before. You can't rely on just building with young players in the draft. The NBA is based on like you need that combination of youth versus and and like the veterans. And, and there's two stars. things going on with the Knicks. Ready? You said this, and it's New York. We're talking MSG. Yeah. Players don't want to go there because they know the organization's like tainted, right? Yeah. It's like tainted meat. It's, it's, a, it's tainted meat. <laughs> yeah. And young fans don't want to root because everybody knows it stinks. Yeah. So. It's a lose lose. The kids are flightier than ever. So, so did we lose Bob? No, Bob made his oh. point. Bob, you're out. Uh, Kevin's you. in in Culver City. Hey, hey Kevin. Kevin. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, brother? Okay, I got a great one. Uh, my boy is a huge was a huge Raiders fan. We watched the Tuck Rule game together, and he quit the Raiders after the Khalil Mack trade. He quit the Raiders tonight. Quit the Raiders after the Khalil Mack trade. He couldn't take it. He's the biggest Rams fan. And I got one quick tidbit, real quick. Yeah. You guys have to watch Snowfall. It's an amazing show. Binge it. The first episode of 1986 is Len Bias, the whole Len Bias scene behind the scenes. What a show. Cool. Good to know, man. Thank Snowfall. you. Snowfall. Yep. I'll, mm. I'll check it Intriguing. out. I've never, I've never seen it. All right. So moving on, Rich, you, you talked about early retirement. And, you know, there's going to be different reasons. So 
Marpet, the Pro Bowl guard yeah. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Steve DeSager gave us that update before. Yeah, DeSager. I heard DeSager say it, and I checked up on him. Like, like, yeah, 28, right? 28. He's going to be. He's 28. 28. He's going to be 29. We're talking about. You you talk about when guys like Jeter and Tom Brady retire and they're forty ish and it's like they're young men in life, but you know, in sports they're old. This guy's twenty eight. He's made money, but he's t- I think he's I think I read somewhere he was due ten million next year. So you gotta be pretty confident in your retirement or you know, it was health things, so maybe yeah, he said, Listen, I don't want to play health issues. So I mean uh, Barry Sanders, number one, obviously. Comes He's to mind, the right? the main answer anytime you have this discussion. Like a guy that just went on his own. And in his prime, and you wish he had more. Megatron, you know, another Detroit Lion. Like, Detroit Lions seem to come to mind, right? I thought of Andrew Luck, too. I was like, you know, he was he was so young still. I thought of Andrew Luck. It's a good answer. Um, Andrew Luck, yeah. It's, it's he, again, a guy that said, listen, I've made a lot of money. I don't need to sacrifice anymore. Jim Brown, historically, you know, didn't play until he was old. Bo Jackson, that was, uh, you know, Injury injuries. Prone. Injuries put him put him down. See, that's the thing. You know, as a Yankees fan, look, I've had a lot of things to root for, but I really, I always wish that Don Mattingly got a chance to play in a World Series and, mm-hmm. and win one if he would have played one more year. One more year. He retired in 95, but again, it's injury related. Yeah. Like They're- the Barry Sanders comparison and a, like, and a, and a Don Mattingly back issue, those are, to me, are two no, different you're, conversations. You're absolutely right. Uh, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, 30 years old. That could have got he could have played wide receiver in the NFL at an elite level for probably five plus more years, right? Um, I mean, I know it was a historic moment and of course an HIV diagnosis for Magic Johnson, but we forget Magic Johnson stepped away at age thirty-two. He could have played quite a while longer. That is maybe crazy. not at the maybe not at the elite level. That he was playing at, but Magic Johnson, 32. Think of 32 in the NBA now. He had a good five more years. Yeah, 12 seasons. That's, that is wild when you think about that. He had that. 12 seasons in the it's NBA. Just because he had so much impact in those 12 seasons, you forget that he cut it a little early. Did you guys mention Luke Keekley? No. 28. I, I, yo, One minute. it's a great example. I remember when Keekley stepped away. And by the way, the 49ers had a few players that randomly pulled up yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, a couple guys citing, like, I'm just not going to play. They were, like, not everyday names, but remember, like, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Yeah, a lot of these good guys defensive all, players. These guys all sort of walked away at a young age. But you know what? I think what you're seeing is some of these guys are looking ahead saying, they're, made, well, they're, every I've, season they're pressing their luck. Well, well they're yeah. saying, I've, uh, you you got to look to yourself at 30-ish probably, some of these guys, and say, I've made millions. If I manage my money correctly and I'm feeling good, yeah, why – Press, why press your luck? No whammies, no whammies. Stop. You already you got know. the you already got the big bucks. So yeah. why why go for the whammy? If some guy signed the contract and he made twenty plus million dollars in his playing career and he's thirty, come on. All right, listen. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy uh, the first week of March. We'll see you next time. Arrivederci, baby. See you in the promised land. Everything at Covey on Rich. See ya. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.